Let's go down to ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. And welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys very much for being back with us here. It is Monday, June 1st, 2020, and we are here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling yet again for episode number 179. As always, I'm Joe Murata. I'm joined by the one and only Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy diddy. Quinn, it's episode number 179. You know what that means. 179! We, if we didn't do that, folks, we'd have complaints. It's getting a little long. That, that, that <laughs> I like there's a lot of things to say. There, you know what? And there's a lot of things to say this week, Quinn. Yeah. Good segue, mm-hmm. uh, because we are here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling yet again. Before we say our things, though, here's something you can do. You can go to Twitter, at OVP Podcast, and follow us there. And the reason you might want to do that is because we're posting the clips. There's clips. Oh, there's plenty of those clips. <laughs> you want clips? Yeah. We have clips there on Twitter. Retro wrestling stuff, on this day type of stuff, some rare stuff, some common stuff, fun memories, good times, good friends, yeah. great memories. It, it, all the memories. All the memories over on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can follow us there. You can also email us if you want to talk to us, tell us something long. You can do that at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. That is OVPPodcast at gmail.com. Look, when there's a nice place if you want to just converse with you and me and hundreds of other retro wrestling fanatics, where may that be, Michael? Oh, it's the nicest place over at <laughs> Facebook slash nice, um, not even dot com. No, the, just, the, the, slash, just nice. slash nice. You just somehow that works. It's amazing I, the internet these days. They, they really can just they can do everything over there. <laughs> they huh? can. Like it's amazing. Now they don't even need the dot. No, it's they, just Facebook slash nice. Facebook slash nice. And over there, there's a search bar at Facebook slash nice. Okay, so what's that all about? In that search bar, you type our vantage point death retro wrestling podcast. Bing bang boom tubes gork completely. All that still works even with the slash. Mm-hmm. And then you just hit the join group button and you're in. That's it? It's that yeah. easy? Yeah. Okay, well, cool. Well, there, there is one part that may not be easy for people. Oh, you have to agree to a rule, right? You, you have to agree to some rule. It's called don't, don't be, be a dingus. dingus. Or dingai. If, if yeah, it's plural. two of you at the same keyboard somehow, right. I don't know. But, don't be a dingus. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what that means, just think about it or ask somebody for some help and we can let you know. The whole point of the group folks over on Facebook slash nice is that we talk about the retro wrestling, but we do it in a slash nights kind of way. Yeah. You know, meaning you, you don't have to agree with anything that anybody says, but the whole point is that you're just not a jerk to people you know yeah no jerking like <laughs> right don't, no jerking don't, don't, don't jerking do it there no no jerking there just be respectful of one another respectfully disagree perhaps yeah you can put you can put that at the beginning of your like mean post <laughs> yeah like <laughs> of your essay or whatever respectfully it is respectfully disagree dot 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 <laughs> yeah exactly but you're an idiot no, no just, don't, don't say, say that, that. Yeah, that's an yeah, example of what exactly. not to do so that that's not how you use the respectfully disagree. No, but, no, no. Yeah. You just uh, you just talk and you have fun and you talk about the retro wrestling. Do it on Facebook, okay? And then uh, a little bit later in the show, I'm going to talk about our Patreon. I'm going to shout it out real briefly now because it is a new month. And that means WrestleMania 6 is coming out this month. Wow. The, the big pay-per-view review. Already to that one, huh? Already to that one. Uh, one of our personal favorites. Uh, Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Over there, you can get all of our pay-per-view reviews from WrestleMania 1 and onward. For just five bucks a month, that's if you want to support OVP. We'll have a little more info later on. 
But Quinn, the season's winding down, my friend. This is it's been a long road. It's been a winding road. It's been a long and winding road, really. <laughs> the if Beatles you will. are here right now <laughs> and they're saying it. You know, Quinn and I folks have been retro wrestling fans for over 25 years each. Combined, it's almost to when the Beatles existed. Yeah, very good point yeah. there, Michael. What happens is, you know, if you start watching as a kid, and then you grow into a teenager, and then a young adult, and then you get into your 30s the way we are, uh, sometimes your tastes change, right? Sometimes your preferences change. Heard they do. So, yeah. <laughs> sometimes your opinion changes. That's a thing. And sometimes your perspective changes. And this is time for, yet again, the OVP Fresh Perspective. The sound of freshness. King. The sound of king. Mm-hmm. All right, Quinn, it's my pick this week. Last week, you wanted to talk about our beloved new generation era, which I had fun doing. They're very beloved. Yeah, <laughs> very much I'm so. I'm beloving their videos uh, right now. It is good, right? Yeah. But what I wanted to talk about, folks, is back when I was a kid, I started watching in 1994 and quickly submersed myself into um, all of the old tapes, obviously, from the right. 80s and the early 90s. And this team was around a real long time. And these guys, I did not care much for until much more recently. And I'm talking about the Bushwhackers. Yes, the Bushywhackers. Uh, that'd be Butch, yeah. of course, and Luke. Now, you know what's you know what fresh perspective uh, part two with this? Yes, is that as I've gotten older, I've actually had a harder time telling the difference, <laughs> which is the funniest thing because when I was a kid, I like knew exactly which one was which. Right. Like, I don't know what that's about. Well, you know what? I still forget sometimes, yeah. to be fair, and so to Gorilla Monsoon all the yeah. time, and Jesse would poke him at it. But the Bushwhackers folks, and I want to be clear, I'm not talking about their career as like the Kiwis or the Sheep Herders no. in when Stampede. Like and bad guys right, or whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I know that they had some pretty well-acclaimed matches, and they had a different style, a very hardcore kind of a brawling style from the 60s to the 80s. I'm talking about specifically the Bushwhackers in the WWF. I never, ever liked them as a kid. I thought they were stupid. <laughs> I thought they were annoying. And then when I got into the internet, right, yeah. uh, in the later 90s, early 2000s, I saw, you know, all the wrestling reviewers slagging them off, you know, blah, blah, blah. They never had a good match. All this crap. As time has gone on and I've gotten older and more appreciative of a lot of these golden era things, they're fun. I don't care, man. They are yeah, fun. Especially their stuff with the the Rougeau brothers. Great like stuff. That, that's the good stuff. The thunder from down under these guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Nobody stands up to the down and They are a good time. The, the, well, here's one of the things, right? The, the whole idea that every single team and every single wrestler is there specifically only to have like good matches and be serious. Mm-hmm. Five-star match and six-star match. Where did that come from? It's a myth. Because there's, <laughs> people have things that they have to do on the card. Right. Like And, like, to be honest with you, the Bushwhackers seemingly were signed to just entertain the live crowd mostly. Yes. Like, here's the weird thing I think people forget about them is that they're very, like, WE mascot people. Like, they're just, like... They really are. They're, they're like... They're almost like you could envision the two of them coming out of like the Looney Tunes, like their heads like <laughs> popping up. It's like WF, you know, like that. Exactly. The WWF, the stars of wrestling ice cream bar. They were there to maybe provide a fun, humorous, lighthearted comic relief for eight minutes. Right. Something like that. They never got in anyone's way. They never had like a serious shot at the tag titles, really. They were never 
blocking like a better team from something. Yeah, and even if the crowds were like really into them, it's you're right. It's not like they were like, well, the, they should be the tag <laughs> no. champions because they were over and shit. So theoretically, like somebody could make an argument back to just like, well, these guys could be the champions yeah. because like everyone loves them. But like they, there was kids buying the gear, doing the doing motion the thing, like getting every, licked, and and nobody was asking any questions <laughs> as to why the hell are they kicking ass like so much? Like right. you know what I mean? Like yeah. they were just like a good, solid, fun mid card team that like lit up the audience at the house shows, mm-hmm. had some fun TV matches here and there, and they right. weren't supposed to be more than that. So I think they did their jobs perfectly, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. I, again, I know their earlier career as the Sheep Herders and as the Kiwis, they were a hardcore team, blood, barbed wire. Yeah. In the WWF, these guys are in their mid-40s already, early right. mid-40s when they started in yeah. the WWF. They're there to just provide a bit of levity and a bit of a break for the audience. And you could tell like from the early days, I think that's what they were hired for. I don't think they were... Vince was like, I'm going to make you guys the biggest stars in the world, right, and you're going right. to be bigger than the Hart Foundation right. and all my other teams, Demolition <laughs> yeah. and all that Brain shit. Brainbusters who are yeah, around, yeah. yeah. No, not at all, right? Yeah. Now, they were around a long time, too, which I find very, very funny. So, this is, to me, the only, like, negative thing I find Go with ahead. the Bushwhackers in general, especially when they're, like, way past their expiration date. You're like, what is this shit? Like, like six? Yeah, you're just like, what? <laughs> like, because here's the thing, is that they're very of, like, 1989, 1990, 1991. Like, yeah. I think of them like Coliseum video, like goofing around and stuff. Lord Alford. But like once, like everyone starts to get a little pissy, especially <laughs> in 1996, you're like, what the fuck? Like, what are they doing here? Like, they, you know what? You know what I mean? It's true, Quinn. They are there, folks, until September of 1996. And it's yeah. just like, how? Yeah. You're just like, what are they doing like, anymore? Like, Steve Austin is becoming like the crazy Steve yeah. Austin feuding with Brett and the Bushwhackers. Are meanwhile, like, debuting <laughs> new uniforms company. and stuff. <laughs> the kangaroo mascot. Oh, God. Even though they're from New Zealand, that's a whole different story. That That's another thing I want to discuss, because why would you say the Thunder from Down Under? That's, like, associated with Australia to me, not New Zealand. I think it's... Is just, Down Under a general, like, what are they part under? of the world? The hemisphere? I don't know. Like, I just thought that, like, when I always thought of Down Under, just the term Down it's Under. Australia. It's very Australian. Right. Like, I think of, remember, like, didn't the Rescue Rangers go Down Under, like, <laughs> for, like, a period of time in yes, the early there, 90s? there was a period of time where they were Down Under, yes. Right, exactly. That, that, that's like, they would always say Down Under whenever they're talking about Australia. That's all I'm saying. But, no, it's true. It's yeah. true, though. Only in theaters, it's Walt Disney Pictures' all-new The Rescuers Down Under. I know New Zealand's like near it or whatever, yeah, but, but it's like, not the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's I like just, calling us Canadian. I hate the loose term down under, and I wonder, especially like Australians, like who maybe there there are Australian people listeners. who listen to the yeah, show. Do, like, I wonder, do you guys like get annoyed when like people in New Zealand they're like, "This is down under," also? It's like, wait, what? <laughs> and with the kangaroo in like '95 and yeah. the boomerangs, that's just Australian stuff. Yeah. That's not New Zealand. It's, it's kind of like the whole big boss man. He's a cop thing, <laughs> right. just like that. That that's like what the confusion is yeah. with them. It's like the same. It's basically like Vince being like, oh, "It's the same accent, I guess." I don't know. Yeah. It's fucking Australian. You yeah, know, that's all it is. But the Bushwhackers. I want to talk about them. I actually think, and I'm not saying this to be like uh, funny. I think they're a little underrated in the ring in the WWF, and we've kind of seen some of that doing the pay-per-view reviews when they were needed to work they could still work really yeah, they good did, they did their thing and like i i really have less and less of a problem with yeah. them as time goes on it's kind of like duggan too same thing like it's duggan's kind of the singles version of the bushwhackers in a yeah. weird way it's like although duggan's a little bit more like ivan putzky like he, and but he like, got a little more of a push right 
but, but similar. I, I, also, you kind of need that if you're a singles wrestler as opposed to a tag team. Yes, I yeah. agree with you. But yeah, very similar where uh, it's just that someone solid that was always over. Like, even though it's weird that the Bushwhackers are there in like 95, 96. Were they not always over with the kids? Yeah, they but were. I, I feel like that was like a hanger on sort of situation. Like I remember, it's very legacy. As a kid, thinking, well, they were good in the old days, so I should like them. Or yeah, something. you I know. know what I mean. Like that's the only reason I like them, <laughs> not like because they're actually fun. It's like you know, part of me is like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, yeah, you know no, I, I know. Mean? That's what I thought yeah. as a kid. Yeah, I, exactly. I didn't like them, but it was like I felt like I needed to like them right. because they were they were popular at some point, right? And don't forget, they they weren't really featured on pay-per-view too much. And I think that's a big reason why maybe they don't have a great reputation is they didn't do a lot of great stuff on pay-per-view. They were in the Survivor Series tag matches and they mm-hmm. were they sold the programs at WrestleMania 6 for <laughs> them in blues. You mean double trouble? Yeah, double yeah. trouble. They were at uh, SummerSlam 91 with the Andre and the Kane sticks and all that. Did Remember? they make their way to SummerSlam 92 at like... Because it's, you know, it's English, a little um, more international flair. I don't remember. I just feel like they hand, were, like, associated somehow. Offhand, I can't remember if they wrestled in one of those unaired matches or that only, yeah. you know, was in the UK. Crikey. Yes, mate. They did bloody wrestle at SummerSlam 92. Good day. But they did cut a promo. Remember, like, we're going to sit on the Royal Throne! Yeah, yeah, exactly. And all that that's stuff. A, that's what I mean. It's they like were they, there. They seemed very much like they would be involved in that. <laughs> yeah, they like, were. They were there. But they didn't do a lot. I mean, maybe their most famous uh, pay-per-view appearance is Royal Rumble 92 because of the Jameson thing. <laughs> that that match is one of the funniest, stupid things I've <laughs> yeah, ever seen. It, like, as a match, it's ass, right? Yeah. But Bobby Heenan is hilarious. Right. And then the whole genius slapping Jameson is a Bladen and yeah. that whole thing. Yeah, exactly. That That is one of their, their top moments as far as entertaining the crowd. You know? it, it was. What do you think of their promos in general? I used to hate them, but now I actually kind of appreciate how stupid it is. Yeah, I mean, their promos are what they are. They're not, like... They're not good, necessarily. They're not good. But they're not but bad. They, they get the job done. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I really think they shine in, in segments or vignettes. You over, think that's their best anything. thing? Like, I... I, I I know it's stupid, but I always like, for whatever reason, the Lord Alfred gets electrocuted, like, fixing the house with, like, the bushwhackers, and it's, like, the dumpiest, what is that? It's so stupid. All of that is so stupid. And it's, like, an entire tape. Like, (laughs) there's, like, six segments of this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, and they're just acting like complete buffoons. Yeah. It's like out of like an old Three Stooges freaking. This is a hammer. <laughs> and then we need to mock where we do it because I'm yeah. you know. <laughs> they're somehow like experts or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, should we do that now? Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? And Lord, you know, acting like he's like stuffy and doesn't know how to fix a house, even though he's like probably like not that kind of right. British guy. You no, know what I mean? He's a regular British guy, yeah. working class, if you yeah. will. My word. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just think the Bushwhackers got a lot of hate on the internet because they weren't putting on these really good matches. But I think the point is they weren't really there for that. And again, if someone's like, well, why didn't Vince just bring them in as the sheep herders and do all this? In 89 WWF, they're going to do that. They're going to do the blood thing, really, when they're There's trying to get over as a family like product. 600 tag teams. Yeah. Also. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, they were already stuffed to the gills with the brain busters. Like Demolition Rockers, Heart Foundation. Yeah. yeah, there's tons of teams, There was right? no room for them. They just needed to, like, 
you know, the Rougeos needed somebody to fight because they were goofy <laughs> as hell, too. Ragu sisters! Yeah, you know, exactly. and all that. Like, I, seriously, like, I wonder if part of it was like, well, who the Rougeos going to fight? You know what I mean? It's like, it's a, we have like an odd amount of teams and we need to pair them with somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, they did have a couple of uh, pay-per-view matches, but I don't even think that the Sheep Herders gimmick would have worked for 89 WWF because... No. What were they trying to do? They were trying to be come across as sanitized and leave your kid in front of the TV that as was possible. Like, Eighty nine, ninety was like the height of them trying to really clean that, clean it up. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then they can't do that in ninety one, ninety two because that's during the freaking allegations and the steroid allegations and the sexual allegations and all. So when could I mean, they have been the sheep herders the only, and been violent? The only time they could have switched them was. Um, to be honest with you, was that late 91, 92 period when everything was kind of like Jake the Snake, Snake biting a guy. Slapping Elizabeth. Like, yeah, like, that would be the only, it's like, wait, why are the Bushwhackers acting like assholes? If it was the Attitude That's a good Era, point, Quinn. like, if it was the Attitude Era, like, if the Bushwhackers weren't old yet, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they yeah. would have, like, if converting them would have been actually a really fun process. Oh, yeah. Like, where they're like, they resent all this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And maybe they beat the shit out of Lord Alfred. So like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, some, something where, like, something dastardly, but right. like, w- relating to their old way like, right. the, of being goofs. Throw Jameson, like, yeah. <laughs> into a pool or something stupid. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Probably something worse. Like, you know what maybe. I mean? Because they're supposed to be, like, crazy, right? That More was like their wild gimmick. Samoan type. Yeah, know? yeah, pretty much just, like, untamed beasts, savages, yeah. you know? And I don't think it would have worked any other time until, yeah, like, late 91, 92 would have worked. You're yeah, right. Yeah, where that's, like, Tunney's getting involved more. And, <laughs> you know you know what I mean? That, yes. Like, whole period of time where it's like, wait, are they getting edgy? But then they don't. Yeah. They don't commit to it. No, they don't. And that was, again, because of all the stuff that was going on. Right, they just yeah. had to watch themselves. So overall, the whole reason I wanted to talk about them is because this is my last pick for fresh perspective this season, and I just wanted to kind of get everyone's opinion and yours as well on the Bushwhackers because they just seem to be or seemed to be for a while universally hated. You know, they're, they're so stupid. This is dumb. But that was the point They're You know, the whole audience doesn't revolve around people in their 30s that are trying to relive the glory days. Right, there's exactly. kids that actually like this stuff. Right. And they did I mean, like it. As much as people try to like argue that wrestling isn't for kids, it, it fucking it, is. It's always going to be. At least WWF. Like for adults, like it's just kind of something like it's oh, we can relive these fun old days, right, you know, right. and, and maybe there's some new stuff and, that is sort of like it, yeah. you know, but that that it, it's never there I mean there's fucking toys of like every character in <laughs> right. WWF. Like yeah. it's for kids. Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying it's not for adults either, and I'm not saying, you know, you yeah. can't get it's fun it. for the whole family, so it has to be for everyone. <laughs> exactly. And the Bushwhackers were kind of like the TGIF, you know, yeah. like the, the Miller Boyette, if you will, yeah. you know, 8 o'clock show. They're great for, like, videotapes, <laughs> right. to be honest. I, I, I really want to exemplify how great they are for, like, just fucking around with, just like, segments. Mooney and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. And just being, like, very loud and stupid. Yeah. And what was with them always, like, doing the arm pose even when they were walking? What is that all about? I like, don't... Even though we're they standing ever, still? Even ever explain like what that is well like, the bushwhacker they just say, oh that's what they do and like they never say like what is it does it mean anything like the, the new zealand stomp i think is just like that's their like their marching pose actually do that new zealand like new zealand fans do you maybe know? in australia yeah no but, they do it down under but like, even when they're the thunder from down under, yeah uh, but even when they're like you know when they're standing still and doing an interview they can't stop moving they're right. very charged up it's just the happy version of these like crazy like savages kind of right. thing like it's like oh they're more friendly they're very know? friendly now yeah and uh folks i just i've appreciated them a lot more 
the older I've gotten, maybe it's just my old age, or maybe it's just that I've realized that you don't need to take every damn thing in wrestling so seriously. But basically, I like the Bushwhackers now. Uh, Quinn, do you like the Bushwhackers, or are you still like... I'm fine with them. It's not like a, a love or anything. Yeah, it's right, like, right. Well, that's acceptable. <laughs> you know what I mean? And folks, let us know if they're acceptable to you. Let us know if you've changed your mind on the Bushwhackers, if you've always liked them, never liked them. Whatever the case may be, you can, of course, do that at uh, OVP Podcast on Twitter. You can email us or join the group. member Facebook slash nice. But, Quinn, when we come back, guess what? It's time for the final Royal rankings of WWF Tag Team Champions. That's oh, wow. crazy. Oh, this is going to be intense. It's going to be the tensest. Yep. Uh, there are eight names on the board. The final two are coming in the tank. We're going to see where they rank. It's the Royal Rankings, and it's coming up right after this. One, two, three, take my hand and come with me because you look so fine that I really want to make you mine. I say you look so fine that I really want to make you mine. This is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being with us here on Monday, June the 1st, 2020. Michael Quinn's still with me here. Yes, I'm, I'm here. You didn't go anywhere. I'm, I'm still here. You ready to um, rank? I didn't get my car and leave or anything no he's <laughs> he didn't flee the studio yeah. uh so folks before we get into the royal rankings the final one of the season i want to remind you go vote on facebook facebook slash nice for next season's royal rankings and royal flush the deadline is this friday june 5th so head on over there if you want your vote to count right if you want to if you don't want to it's fine too i don't it's call fine. the hotline whatever you want to do call yeah. the hotline uh but quinn before we get into the rankings also i want to remind everyone about the patreon real quick this is not the get rich quick type of scheme not trying to rip you off not trying to pilfer and all that stuff we don't do it no no we don't step toe we, we don't, don't step toe we don't, we don't sanford, sanford. <laughs> we don't we don't do either of we those. don't scheme around here yeah. we're not scheme gene uh, the reason we have a Patreon is to give you guys a chance, if you want to support OVP, to get a lot of extra content. And the highest tier that we even offer is only $5. That's the highest, not the lowest. That's the highest one. And what you're going to get on the $5 tier, again, that's patreon.com slash OVP podcast, is all the pay-per-view reviews. These come out monthly, and this is every WWF pay-per-view chronologically reviewed by Quinn and myself. We started the WrestleMania 1. We threw in the big event in WrestleFest 88 even. We have the Royal Rumble 90 is out right now. And this month in June, the biggie, WrestleMania 6. Oh, it's going to be a happening. It's going to be a happening. People are going to be getting groceries. Spending a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. And we have the footage. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of stuff going on there. All the things. Coco with a nice bridge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, there it is. That, Axel. All the classics. 
WrestleMania 6 coming out in June. If you want to get your hands on it, just try it out. It's $5 a month. If you don't like it, you cancel it. Plain and yeah. simple. You don't. There's no commitment, no contract. I, with WrestleMania 6, I don't know how you could not like it, though. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's, point. That's one thing that's maybe an impossibility this month. It, honestly, give it a shot. Uh, but also, on the $3 tier, you can get the bi-weekly 1983 live reviews, the watch-alongs that we do. They're released in video and audio form. Quinn and I have been chronologically going through championship wrestling. We started in January of 82, and we are now in June of 1983. And I've been chronologically taking the Harvard stress test. <laughs> yes, you yeah. have, Michael. Yeah. That's right. And basically, if you want to get your hands on the free versions of that, you just go to our YouTube channel for the video or right here on our Podbean feed, you know, or wherever you get your podcast, and you can get the older ones from 82 to kind of get a feel for what these are. Yeah, and then try before you buy. Try there, before you buy. You know what? There's a lot to try before you buy now. That's, right. that's, that's how far along we are. Yep. Is that That's like not even like half of it. No, like, you know it, what I mean? exactly. So if you want to check them out for free, you can do that. And if you want to get caught up and get to the new ones, that's on the $3 tier. Now, the $2 tier is the shirt tier because we record the raw video. That's right. There's a video version of me saying this right now. And we wear shirts and we want you to see our shirts. Spoiler, it's hoodie tier today. Yeah, it's hoodie tier Very today. hoodie. <laughs> and uh, not only that, though, with the raw footage of the uh, of every Monday episode, you're going to get the archive of Mount Rushmore and Death Valley extras. That's where we rank the silliest of sillies. Mm-hmm. And you're also going to get uh, about 30-something OVP commentaries. That's Quinn and I doing commentary on a specific match from the WWE Network. Jam-packed over there on Patreon. Try it out if you like OVP. If you don't want to, we understand. We're just happy that you're listening to us here. And now, Michael, what the world has come to. Right. <laughs> the Royal Rankings. The final rankings of the season for WWF Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. A reminder of what that is, or maybe if you're new to the show. Before the season starts, we ask you, the fans, to give us a list of your 10 best and 10 worst of something. For this season, it was WWF Tag Team Champions. Our chief statistician, Joe Merkel, compiles all these votes. He's got machines and abacai and all these things. It's amazing. Multiple abacai. All kinds of abacai. And he puts them together into two separate tanks. One for the best, one for the worst. Okay. Each week, we draw out two names and we alternate best and worst. We rank them. And by the end of the season, what you're going to have is the definitive, scientifically ranked and proven, ordained, baptized, healthy, non-GMO, USDA certified organic, best and worst WWF Tag Team Champions of all time. Right now, we're finishing up the best, and on the board, at number one, Demolition. Very happy about that. Very happy. I think they got a good chance here. I think they're going to hang on. Yeah. Number two, the Heart Foundation. I'd say I agree with that 100% out of the gates. The Heart Farts. Number three elicited a bit of controversy, the New Age Outlaws, Did Michael. Now. I, a little I don't bit. Know. I don't think I noticed that. That's okay. Um, um, but that's not okay because I think that they are the best. They're they not a lot not, to their period of time. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely top three. Okay. Number four, the British Bulldogs. Hey, very... Uh, respectable. Respectable. I mean, okay. they, they kind of started the boon of the tag team division. They were boonish. They're very boonish, yeah. <laughs> Number five, the Legion of Doom. Surprising, but... Also not, because they right. were a big deal. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. So right in the middle there. They could be a little lower, but... No, nah, I think they're good there. Okay. Uh, number six, the Hardy Boys. The Hardy big, Farties. Big part of the uh, the latter Attitude Era tag division. Oh, I love them. I do too. Uh, don't you just love them? Yeah. Number seven, the Dudley Boys. Same thing. You got to kind of tie those two together Most right like there. accomplished or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, very the accomplished. Yeah. And the Brain Busters sneaked in to the bottom there. They're at number eight. I don't know about that one. Well, I love them as a team, but again, we're ranking specifically WWF Tag Team Champions. And a uh, stellar run that <laughs> none of it happened on TV. <laughs> but they are good as yeah. a team. So anyway, that is the top eight right now. Two more names are going to enter right now. So... 
Without any further ado, let's go down to Howard Finkel, please, for the Royal Rankings. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Rankings. Oh, you didn't know? We're standing up here with these tag team belts, and that means we're number one. What about the strike force? We're going to strike with them with, with lightning force. And it's time for you to pay Money Incorporated. So, for the benefit of those who flash photography, what we have here are two hearts beating as one. (laughs) When we get done with you, you'll be sour and gory. It is the Royal Rankings. The final Royal Rankings of WWF Tag Team Champions. Quinn, the anticipation is just running high. You can cut the electricity with a knife. They, they've been thinking about it all week. Everyone has. The, the, the entrance, I mean. This is gonna, they've all been oh, yeah. huddling behind the scenes, being like, oh, who's going to be number What's one? What's going to happen Who's going to be number 10? This, I don't know. This is going to be yeah. a big deal. This will get published in all sorts of major publications in the um, wrestling world. Wow Magazine. Yeah, Wow um, Magazine, um, The Wrestler. Um, <laughs> Wrestle America or whatever. Whatever stately Wayne Manor still writes for. Yeah, you know, it'll exactly. all be there. All these wrestling journals oh, across the country. Yeah. Journals, yes. Yeah. Academic journals of yeah. uh, wrestling academia. So, folks, as we have said, we have eight names on the board. We're going to get to the final two right now. We're specifically talking the team's reign as tag team champions. It does not mean their entire run as a tag mm-hmm. team. So, please consider that. Yes. So, for example, when we talk about the Brain Busters, they were there over a year. They had a lot of great matches, but we were just talking about their tag title run itself. Was it good? Kind of. Yeah. So, <laughs> in that regard, why don't we just cut the shit here? Let's, Let's cut that shit. <laughs> Let's get shitted up. Let's go down to the fans and yeah. find out who drew number nine. Number nine. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Quinn, it's not an old day. Oh. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All oh, right. okay. These, these hot podcasters. Over these here. hot podcasters. The New Day have made it, and I'm sure some of you are grumbling right now because you hate the current product, yeah. and how could anything possibly be good I mean, because you don't watch it? We got we to gotta say something here. I mean, they're, they're starting to, even at this point, they're not finished with their careers, but they've pretty much like amassed, a, they are a main tag team. Like, oh, of, they are. In the division's history at they, this point. They are. And the they've New held Day, all the belts. They've all held the all the belts. Yeah. They are three very uh, likable people right. in real life and yeah. on screen. And they have quite a story, and I personally like the whole New Day arc. I yes. really do. Yes. Because what you have here is three guys. Obviously, Xavier Woods hasn't really been as big a part of the tag team version, but you had the yeah. three guys. But they're like interchangeable, aren't they? They're like they a, free, a free bird They're, they're, they're a free birds kind of team. They did. Like, Xavier does wrestle. Yes. So the New Day, folks, was comprised big, or is comprised of Biggie, obviously Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods, and they... We're all in various stages of their careers when they formed. Kofi had been there the longest since, like, I think, oh eight. Yeah, Kofi had come from the, um, you know, the Jamaican me crazy, yeah. whatever all <laughs> yeah. that was. Like, right. We've got to come together and get on the same page because if we don't, it's going to be bad news for all of us. All right? I mean, any questions? Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I got a question. Matter of fact, I got a problem. Aren't you supposed to be Jamaican? What happened to your accent? And he was always like, 
looking for something. I felt like Kofi was like, wow, this guy's got a lot of talent. He can put on any kind of match. Yep. He's kind of like, in a weird way, like the Ric Flair of New Day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if, okay. if we're like the horsemen, you know how there's like one. Send your cards and letters to Michael Quinn. I just mean to Utah. say he's like the, the best wrestler. That's he's what, the best overall wrestler in the Right, exactly. Trilogy, in triad. Yeah, exactly. And he had been there a long, long time. And then Big E had come in a, a early 2010s decade, right, as Big E Langston, kind of a heavy. The heavy, the enforcer. Right. You know, maybe like the Iron Anderson of oh, New here Day. We, here it, we it, go. Yeah, yeah. And then Xavier Woods, Quinn, I guess you would probably call the Tully, right? So, yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I want to say this about Xavier Woods uh, prior to... WF. He was in TNA. At, yes, I, I was. can't remember his name over there. It was like Apollo or something. Yeah. It was Austin Creed. Austin Creed. Yes. Apollo Creed, I'm thinking. But yeah, <laughs> Different he, did, guy. he actually, I think he had the America trunks and everything. They were going yeah. for that kind of thing. Like, oh, he's like Apollo Creed. Um, yep, he was and, in uh, TNA in the mid 2000s. Right. And I remember seeing him in the TNA there. And oh, you actually, saw him in the TNA. I did. And I always thought, this guy's got a lot of talent because they, they really pushed yes. him and stuff. And I was like, this guy's got a lot of talent. You know, he seems like a guy that would work in the WF, like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. that would be kind of cool, right? Yep. So, you know, he comes over. So he comes over, and then in 2014, we have the debut of The New Day, which was a uh, odd, to say the least, because they were, you know, spreading pot- positivity, right? Right. There was a gospel influence to this, which was kind of yeah. odd. It's time to forget about the past. I said that it's time to look to the future. I it's time to feel. Here's the thing I want to say about the initial concept of New Day. Yeah. It's um confusing even like it doesn't seem like the writers even know what this is. Vince thought that this was going to be like a big baby face gimmick. Yeah, from what I understand. Thing, like but I just I didn't even like it wasn't even about that as much as like I'm like I'm not sure what this is supposed to be. I was like confused. Right. Like I was like are they like are they like you know when it was like Devon with the church thing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like I didn't know what they were going for with it. It was very much a positive gospel inspired right. gimmick that didn't get over. Right. Slowly, they kind of turned heel. They kept up the positivity for a bit, but eventually turned heel. Now, mind you, they weren't humorous in the beginning. Right. They played it very straight, very positive, like The Rock in 96, kind my, of. My favorite aspect of them, like, especially be, especially when they were heels, yeah. was that, like, that really jolly music that they yeah, always right. kept. And it's, it like, good. The, my favorite part about the music is it's so indescript and, like, nothing. <laughs> like, it's like, it's, it, to the, I'm, I'm still amazed to this day that they keep it because it has nothing, like, it doesn't, I know. it doesn't, it's not really associated with how they are. And it's just like the stupidest thing. And really, they only kept it because even these these got these three guys they were really talented. They are and, yes, and absolutely. They took every ounce of what they were given, which wasn't much. And True. they remember they made a chant out of the song. Yeah, and it started because everyone was mad. It's like new day sucks, and then they like, turned into new day rocks, right? Yeah. And then when yeah, well, as his heels, I think they uh-huh. started saying new, they, it was new day. They rock, said and everyone, it, yeah. yeah, and everyone's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It sucks or whatever. <laughs> kind of like the Daniel Bryan yes and no thing a right. little bit. But right? they turned their music into this. Yeah. And my favorite part is on top of all of this, while that was going on, they would like hop around yep. to the beat and stuff, and you're just like, what is this yeah. song? Like, it was uh, just so goofy, right? Yeah. So they win their first uh, tag title. Together uh, in April of 2015 of Extreme Rules, they defeated the team of Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. Remember what year was that, that team? Again? Uh, 15. Oh my God. Right? Yeah, it was like so long ago at this point. Then they lost them two months later to the primetime players. That's Darren Young and Titus O'Neill. Remember them? I do. And yeah. then they won them at SummerSlam 15 in a fatal four way. 
And this was, just for the record here, it was generally Big E and Kofi during this period of time. Right. They won them here, but they had the Freebird rule. Right. And so they could, they, you could exchange Xavier yes. on like title defenses Correct. on Raw or something. Correct. Yeah. And this was the reign, the one that they won at SummerSlam, August of 2015. They held the belts for 483 days. Wow. Dropped them in December of 2016. To Cesaro and Sheamus, now, a very th- good team in, this in their was, own right. This was, I feel like the aim of this was, let's break the demolition record, right? I mean, that was what they were going for I mean, here. I, I would think so, Quinn. Right. And, and New Day, that's, that's to me, probably why a lot of people are like, oh, they should definitely be on this list, right? Right. Like, because they, they had them for so long. Yes. They, they were I think like, that's part of the reason why. They were why. like a consummate tag team. They were. To this day, even like as we go into the future, I want to say this just uh, straight out, even when we certain uh, members have gone on singles runs, yes. like Kofi with the WF title and yeah, all that shit. Right. Like they've always remained like, no, like they're primarily a tag team. Correct. Like, you know what I mean? They've never broken up. Yeah. They're still New Day. Now that reign, and because this is a totally different era than a lot of the teams we've talked about, where we can just pick out a few really memorable title defenses, because there's a pay-per-view Every single month during this era. And because titles get defended on Raw, we can't go through all that. The bottom line is, they had the titles for a long time. And that can be bad or good this day and age. It's bad when you're like Dean Ambrose, U.S. champion, and you never defend it. Right. But they defended it all the time. They were like on every paper. Correct. They were always like, oh, we're defending titles. They even had like a, almost like the New Age Outlaws where they would like say your world famous tag team champions and all this stuff. Like they, you know, people were excited when they came out. Right. They started like... Adding little things like the the Budio cereal, the Budio cereal got over the trumpet with Xavier, which Francesca. was like my favorite fucking shit was and, the trumpet, and then that got broken by Chris Jericho. So they had Francesca two, and then that one got broken. They had Francesca two Turbo, right? Remember yeah. <laughs> well, that? That is the most New Day shit because <laughs> also here's it. You know all these things. What's cool about all this is it's, it's strongly associated with the tag titles, all of it. Yes. And, like, they always basically had them. I remember, like, Xavier started the Up, Up, Down, Down channel. Yes. And then you were like, oh, wait, New Day like video games. And then that like our got, age. And, and they're like our age. And that started to work into, uh-huh. like, the gimmick. And basically, they became, like, <sighs> what I liked about New Day at their height was that they felt like this down-to-earth, like, oh, they like the things that I like even in my age group. Right. But, but they also seem to appeal to kids, which is just like this. They had this great crossover appeal as a tag team. Right? I agree with it, like, you. That the young and old like them. And they're likable guys. Right. Now, this was the originally the Raw tag titles. And then when they introduced the SmackDown ones, this was specifically the Raw ones. So for the record, right. this is not the original, original titles. Oh, of course. That, we that were doesn't talking even about. exist in no. today's time. Correct. Yeah. But they also won the SmackDown one several times, and uh, that was for the first time in July of 17. I'm, I'm just going to run it down real quick. And then they dropped him back to the Usos, and they won him again in September. They won him again in August of 2018. They won them again in July of 19. And uh, as of press time, as of recording time, they won them. April of 2020, they are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions right there now. they are. Now, those reigns aren't as notable probably as their 483 Raw tag title reign. Yeah. But it is worth mentioning. New Day has kind of kept the tag division afloat I agree. over the years. I, I, I agree. Also, the other team that I think kept it afloat was, actually, there's two teams. The Usos. The Usos. And um, uh, Cesaro Some and Sheamus. are good. Yeah, that's another team. But that seems to have ended, yeah. I guess. So these guys, it's, again, we have to break them down differently than we would for a team like the Hart Foundation, where it's just very easy to digest right. all of it. The bottom line with the New Day is that they were a popular tag team, still are. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of goofy stuff that if 
if you don't like the pancake thing, first of all, that didn't even start until like 2018. So I didn't wh- like the pancake. I didn't thing. either. I thought the Budios was right, fine right, right, as right. far as like food related yes, things. I didn't today, like it but- either. But that didn't even start until after this rain we're talking about. Right. Their the main the rain- one that they're known yes. for. Yeah. And second of all, ask yourself this question: Are you a kid? No? Okay, then you shouldn't like it, because it's you really like dumb. Fortnite? Yeah, like, <laughs> right. I, if you like it, you're probably a kid. Right. And that's probably the aim. Guess what? It's not all about you, 41-year-old. It's really funny that we did the Bushwhackers today, because yes. the New Day kind of also served that function. Right? right, exactly. But what's interesting, I think what sets New Day apart from a team like the Bushwhackers, as far as you know, a tag team, tag team champions, is that there's, a, there's an emotional range with them. Like, Oh, hell yeah. You felt like New Day made that Kofi title win mean a lot more too because you had his buddies and they were with him no matter what. And yeah, there was no chicanery, it by the way. It felt real. It, they it didn't, was. They didn't, like, people were wondering, oh, are they going to turn Big E on them? Right. Is Xavier going to hit somebody with the trombone and leave because, oh, he's <laughs> jealous of Kofi? Uh-huh. No, none of that. They're like, none no. Of that. They're like, this is their friends. You yeah, know? they were and happy like, for him. They're, they're happy for him and they want, they like tried to like, assist him when he was like the we champion and all this shit and it was like i just like that they kind of stayed true to their positivity thing as their like original gimmick he stayed that way it's not in the character of new day to turn on each other like they're not a team that's should do that nicely said Quinn. yeah Yeah. and whatever you think of as reign as champion that's on you whatever you think of it is what you think of it but it was an emotional moment on a lot of levels when he won it we were there we got to see it right Uh, it was really nice it actually and it It really was also to me it's one of the rare moments where that we title reign was also kind of for the new day too it was almost an appreciation it was like oh this team has done so good for so long that we want to appreciate one of their members yeah, you know what I mean. And Kofi and, had been there the longest, right? And he 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 made the most logical sense. Give yep. him the WE belt, and yep. like, and it was awesome because it was at WrestleMania and everything. And he beat a great guy, Daniel yeah. Bryan. I mean, it was just it, it and all. Daniel made Bryan, sense. you know, was willing. He probably <laughs> felt great for them too. Yeah. He was like, oh, how do you want? How do you want me to drop yeah. it to you? You know what I mean? Like it was kind of that situation. Yep. So it was the New Day's popularity as a tag team and the chemistry they had together uh, that allowed this to happen. And uh, we'll have to see where they rank. It's it's always harder with newer teams. Because things, uh, you need more perspective sometimes, but we'll see where they rank. That's kind of all I have to say. Again, we have to kind of be broad with them because they're just, we can't break down every little thing. Extensive history. Yeah, I know. You know, know, one thing about newer teams is they seem to last longer. Lately. Yeah, lately. It's like, like, oh, these, you know, they're just stuck in this, like, that's what they are. Yeah, which is kind of a throwback to the 80s when tag teams stayed together a long time. There's nothing wrong with that. Even when they deviate, like we said, with Kofi, Kofi wins the belt. It's kind of like, well, New Day still exists. Yep. Exactly. And they didn't turn on each other and kind of refreshing, if you ask me. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's find out the final entrant here. There's numerous possibilities. Maybe you have a certain team in your head. I don't know, but we're going to have to find out who it is, Quinn. There's only spot for one more. Let's go down to the fans and count down as we welcome the final entrant, number 10. Look at this. Kazoos and streamers. Streamers rule. Long live the stream. Yeah, and long live the zoo. I am completely okay with this pick of Edge and Christian. Yes. uh, I like them. For the benefit of those with flash (laughs) photography, which doesn't even fit an audio podcast in any way. (laughs) No, not at all. Edge and Christian, folks. 
you had to you had to think they would make it. I mean, there's other teams probably maybe you might find more deserving, but they were a big part of this uh, this ladder attitude era in the same mm-hmm. way. Ladder also L A D D E R in the same way that the Hardys and the uh, Dudleys were. But you say ladder, yes, but chairmasters yes, or whatever. Right. The, which they, I don't. I feel like they stole from La Parca, but okay. <laughs> yeah, and you shouldn't be stealing from La Parca. It's not it, nice. If we could have a list that included La Parca, I would be very happy. He's just like any a, kind of list. He's like a secret favorite of mine because he's just the dumbest shit. Like, <laughs> he's so great. Like, so uh, we all know the story of Christian and Edge, or most of us do. They were uh, best friends, you know, and they grew up wrestling fans. Edge was obviously famously at WrestleMania six, and Edge came to the WWF in 1998, and Christian did as well a little mm-hmm. bit later in the year. This story sounds very familiar, Joe. Like, <laughs> yeah, doesn't uh, it? Like they're like the the evil Hardy Boys or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, right. they're, they're good looking. They are. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like they're like the blonde. Yeah, the blonde version. <laughs> yeah. So Edge came in and then quickly was in the Brood with Gangrel and Christian, and they were billed for like the entire time until like the later. 2000s as uh, brothers, yes. which doesn't get mentioned so, anymore. So Yeah, I wish it did because it I felt like it would have been fun if they kayfabe kept that. Like, yeah, they, they dropped were, it though. Because to be honest with you, they look similar enough that you could be like, I could buy that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know how like some people just look sort of alike? Like enough that to the point where you're like, uh, they're, they could be brothers. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's one of those teams. Like, that, skip and zip. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, but, but def- you're right. definitely Edge and Christian. They're, they're no, if they never said they weren't brothers, no one would have figured it out. Honestly, like, yeah. yeah. Especially when they both have the long hair in, like, yeah, 98 yeah. and all that. So, anyway, so Christian debuts. They're in the brood. And, uh... Then they're in the... Weren't they in, like, the corporate ministry as the brood they or something? They got absorbed and at some bad. Honestly, like, the brood was just, like, to me, a means of associating Edge and Christian together. Because right. Edge was kind of lost. He was, like, they, they did a singles run first, and it was, like... But there was no room for him because right. there was so many mid-carders at that point. And so, we think we knew him. Yeah, we think we, we know him. Though. There was a lot of hype behind Edge when he first came to WF, too. They were, like... <laughs> yeah. And I was very... There was. I gotta say this just about Edge in general, just as we get Go to ahead. the whole team here. Yeah. I was very confused about what it like. What was Edge like? It's why is like he, a Raven character? Like, why is he called Edge? Why does it show him in like a trench coat, like wandering the streets of New York? Like I'm like beating what? up a guy. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I don't get what he is. Is he just kind of a guy that's on edge? No pun intended. Yes, like I think it was just he was supposed to be dark and brooding. Does he and have like edgy. insomnia? Can he not sleep? <laughs> like I, I, he, he works I, nights. He's kind of like kind of sort of like Batman or something. Yeah, like he Batman. goes out and he and he beats up go. people at night and stuff. Like I, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to explain how like confusing this character was. This is that's the, that's the best connection I've ever. Edge is Batman. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's what like, it is. Yeah, I just because I just remember these these um these vignettes were like it would show like a camera but it was like moving really fast and you couldn't really like see what was going on it looked like he was just like literally walking the streets of new york city with like his hands in his pockets or something like and you're just like what the fuck is this guy like i I don't get what he is so like the brood helped flesh him out because it was like oh okay he's like a vampire like you know christian was and and grow obviously they're like the occult or something yeah and then they phase all that out and basically what happens is the hardys are there by 99 right right and edge and christian are there and we have the tit yeah terry runnell's tit yeah right? the tit the tit the terry uh, invitational tournament right that is the match that we've talked about when we did the hardies that put both guys on the map as all right these guys could really be something yeah and before that edge and christian i didn't associate with like jumping off shit at no, all no 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 because they were like taller it seemed like awkward that they would do that right especially edge yeah pretty I was, like, tall. i always felt like oh man they're really gonna like 
they're like especially tall people i always worry they're gonna like break their legs when they fall off something i don't know why like maybe Sid. yeah exactly i think that's where that comes from right but especially with them i don't know just so saying if you're a tall person out there quinn's concerned for you don't jump off of anything okay yeah, just I, I careful just, like, when those legs they can snap easier it's just like i don't it's know true. it doesn't seem right maybe like taz would be good at jumping off shit <laughs> but he didn't because he's like small yeah that oompa loompa <laughs> you all right so anyway edgy christian then kind of dump gangrel because you know he was past his usefulness He's so at that happy. point I, I, know. I don't know why you would get rid of him with his chalice of he blood should have been their manager forever <laughs> Stop. I, he's great and they uh they get into the the triangle ladder match that we mentioned with the dudleys and the hardys and that leads to uh the royal excuse me the wrestlemania 2000 match and actually, that's where they won their first tag titles, was at WrestleMania Whoa, 2000. I didn't even realize yeah. that. Wow. Now, these guys had the belts, I think, seven times. And believe it or not, this is kind of odd. I was surprised when I looked this up because mm-hmm. I needed to make sure. It was all within 2000 and 2001. They didn't have any of these like random one-off reunions in 06 or something mm. like that. You know what I mean? Like the Dudleys. Well, it could be happening soon now that Edge <laughs> is back to wrestling. <laughs> That's and, true. You know, Christian just never retires. Right. Like. <laughs> so when they won them at WrestleMania, they were still faces. Mm-hmm. And right after is when they started to adopt their f- their most famous like persona together. Right. The like goofy version. It's like, oh, we're not vampires anymore. We're just like friends we're who idiots. fuck off. Yeah. Whatever we do. We wear stupid hats and sunglasses. Yeah. They stop coming through the crowd. We did know them. We don't have to think we do well, anymore. We know, we know them now. Now so we know it's them. Like, yeah. We don't. They don't have to hide in the crowd. And they did the whole insulting the hometown and sports teams doing benefit of those of you with flash photography, which right. I loved as Wearing a kid. the jerseys. All that of the stuff. other teams. They teamed up with Kurt Angle sometimes as Team Eck, and then yeah. they added Rhino. Remember that? <laughs> Team Eck? Yes. Then they added Rhino, and it was Team Wreck. You know, this is sounding very New Day-like, by the way. Like, all the things that, all the in-jokes that, like, yeah. built off, like, Edge right. and Christian. Like, that, like, basically it just kept getting goofier in, like, layers. Also, like, it was very, like, Chris Jericho-esque, how, like, when Jericho was, like, the goofy version in WCW, just 98. layers and layers yep. of jokes added yep. on top of it. Yep, they had their own phrases, like, reeks of awesomeness and all right. that stuff. Yeah. They were very entertaining. Uh, they dropped the tag belts to Too Cool for fun in May of 2000. Too Cool was one of those teams that was just hanging around, <laughs> yeah. hanging and banging just it, like, turning it up. Like, yes. you know, they're another great team. They were fun. Yeah, I like them. And then the Hardys got their hands on them, and Edge and Christian won them back in October. And this is the one where Edge and Christian wrestled as Los Conquistadores. Right. If you recall. So they started that, right? <laughs> yes. Like, the, I swear that they were the first to do it. But the Hardys did it the next night. Right. They, like, tricked them. They were like, wait, what? They, they still exist? They like, you think, like, Mac Rivera is going to come they back? They should have. That was would have been hilarious. It would have been amazing if no, on the third time, yeah, they right. demask them and, and wait, just... it's like Mac and Estrada, and you're like, what? And they're old, yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? That would have like, been awesome. I think that would I would have marked out a lot <laughs> right? for that, yeah. And Quinn, you'll be happy to know this: they they win them again after losing them to the Hardys the next night when the Hardys were Los Conquistadores, right? Edge and Christian were the team that dethroned the beloved right to censor. Thank goodness. In December of 2000. However, that was short-lived as eight days later, they lost him to the superstar team of The Rock and Undertaker. That's not fair. <laughs> Why I don't they like do that? They, I don't like when they do this. Like It's like, it's like oh, th- what a great tag team. Oh, let's throw like fucking Stone Cold and <laughs> right? fucking, you know, Rock at Why them. did they do that? Yeah, what was under- the point? Undertaker is a little overkill. Like, if it was Stone Cold and Rock, I'd be like, okay, maybe they got a chance. But <laughs> fucking Undertaker? Like, what are they supposed to do about that? Like, and just for, <laughs> just for the record, before anyone's like, oh, Russo, this is December of 2000. Yeah, it's, it's not well Russo, past. so yeah. shut up. Uh, God, then, I don't like when they like they just like they overwhelm them. Like it's not fair. But they, they did win them on SmackDown three days later. Good. 
with Kurt Angle, see Team Eck as the special referee. You know, good. We need Eck to figure get that. Get, get, get that off them. Get the shit off of Rocking Undertaker. Like, get out it's of the here. Most unnecessary. Like, <laughs> just so overkill. Right. It's like the Mega Maniacs wanting to win the tag titles while Hogan was world champion. Like, shut up. Yeah. It's like, please <laughs> like, get go out away. of here. Like Triple H and Stone Cold. Yes! Like, it's like enough. Like, come on. So anyway, the Dudleys defeat the Hardys at Royal Rumble 2001. Uh, excuse me, the Dudleys defeat Edge and Christian. The Hardys get him back on Raw right before WrestleMania. Then the Dudleys also get him. Blah, blah, blah. Edge and Christian win him at WrestleMania X7. Which which is like, to me, one of the most notable tag title wins because yep. Edge does the spearry thing off, oh, the, yeah. off the ladder onto Jeff Harvey. Off yeah. And they fall like 50 feet or something dumb. My God! Yeah, but if my guy's broken in half, that's yeah. like where that came from, I think. It's not. They lose them for the last time, and that's it, to Kane and The Undertaker a few what weeks later. What the fuck with The Undertaker? He just won't leave. He's not a tad wrestler, no. but like, it's not fair either because he could like... Here's the thing about being an undead zombie wizard. You could like <laughs> win the tag title by yourself if you wanted to. He could. Yeah, it's that's not, true. So it's like it's not do, fair. him having a partner on top of it that's also like and, unbeatable. Yeah, it's like the fire version. How is that really <laughs> at all fair? It's not. It's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. But guess what? That's actually it for their tag runs. It ends in 01. They only had like a year of being the tag champions on and off. Right. And which Edge, is nice. Now, just on a, a kind of an epilogue on the Edge and Christian team. Yep. There was like at Christian at last you're on your own and he and he yes. come, and he and, and he the has peeps. problems with Jericho I mean, and peeps, peeps and, and, all that. and then Edge becomes a rated R superstar. Best version of Edge. With Lita and all this. Yeah, Lita. But anyway, like they would go on after all those characters were said and done the Edge and Christian um team would um reunite in um podcast slash um <laughs> we network form at like almost like doing a new day kind what of thing promoting that i'm just saying like i always thought that it was funny that they they have an entire show that revolves around just the tag team from the goofy era it's true like, man. like the tag that team version champion. yeah that ta- like literally it's just them yeah older doing the same like 2000 2001 thing they're stuck in that but they're like i don't know friends with tommy dreamer and they well, fuck with him and stuff like and, and, i that show's funny sometimes it too. can be it can't we're back yeah, yeah the we're back <laughs> thing was like the funniest yeah. thing i like i forget what that was about like the pro yeah like it's just i just like that the edge and christian team gave us that and i think we just need to give them they were inspired props. by us, I think. You know, two yeah. best friends growing up, wrestling fans do a podcast. That's really what it is. Or the Hardy Boys. No, we were their <laughs> we were their inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's Edge and Christian. And I think with that said, uh, it, I think it's ranking time. Are you ready? <laughs> we're back. All right, cool. Let's run them down one more time for you fans at home for the benefit of those of you with flash photography. Number one, Demolition. Two, Heart Foundation. Three, New Angelos. Four, British Bulldogs. <laughs> Five, Legion of Doom. Mm. Six Hardys, seven Dudleys, and eight the Brain Boosters. Quinn, it's always harder when you have like a very recent team. Yeah, it's not. Here's the thing that I feel like is unfair. It's like the New Day, they could retire, you know, in five years or something, right? I mean, how old are those guys? They're our age, except Kofi's older. Okay, so they'll probably retire in five to seven years. They they got a lot. They got a left. They got a lot left in the tank. There's gas in that tank. Let's put it that way, right? Sure. I feel like we could look back in five to seven years and say, man, New Day might be number one for all we know. We don't know. You know what? That's, all, that's all I'm saying is like they could have yep. like the most heroic fucking matches right. like till the end of the time or whatever. Right. Right. Um, but right this second, I can't 
I, I know they're better than the Brain Busters, first of all. That's where right? I was going to stop them, though, right, was exactly. above the Brain it's Busters. I, can't, I feel like they haven't ascended the Hardy Boys, Edge, and Christian, Dudley Boys level yet. Like, but they're, but they're like, they could. Right, right. They could be back. They could, they could do it. Right, like. See, part of me, yeah, part of me says, well, we can hop them over the boys, both boys, because yeah. of the the range. frequency of which they had to defend the belts and and how long they had them. the range of it, like the, the range of it, like the, the all the extra already. Yeah, there's all this extra stuff, like the 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 web show and the fucking like the we title help thing, like, title help, um, like. The pancakes and the bootios yeah. and the, all the extracurricular shit that went along with all the trombone, Francesa tur- two turbo, and, yes, like all this stuff has a lot more depth than just this shorter run of the Hardys, Dudleys, Edge and Christian like feud thing. Right, but, but <laughs> exactly the problem but. is is that I can't say that it's better until it's all done because because something could happen where it's like it just negates all of that, like it's just really they, they turn on each other and it's shitty or something, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, or you know the other thing, Quinn not only not having enough perspective is they are competing during a time where there's two tag titles and the belts be don't fair, really matter be, as much to be fair i want to say this about the current division i feel like it's actually um when we look back on it in the last five to seven years i want to say or yeah. so, that it's actually been a competitive long-range division and i don't think people give it enough credit because there, like we said there's been consistent teams even teams that were like thrown together like cesaro and sheamus they're great they're, but they were long-term they yeah. weren't like just thrown together and so right? are the usos the usos and there's what, other teams and like um, dash right and dawson yeah they were good like the, the, these are teams that stood the test of time they were around for at least three to three to four years yeah, at minimum a, a big deal i um, mean like I feel like this division will look back on this this sector of of the tag division and be like, eh, it wasn't actually not that bad. Generally very exciting. So but again, I can't with the new day not done, I can't I can't in good conscience put them above teams that are done. I know it's hard. It really yeah. is hard. Part of me really wants to hop them above both boys teams and put them below LOD. I think they're right below LOD also. I'm I'm agreeing with you on that, but I I can't Walton progress do it. I think is what the problem is. We can already agree that they're better than the Busters uh, as WWF Tag Team Champions before anyone gets all up in arms. Right. We can already agree on that. 100%. I agree. Uh, all right. It, it hurts me because... I, I really f- feel they could... I feel like if we did this like in a year, we'd probably have them above the boys and stuff. I feel like but- if we did it in five years, there's even an argument better than Legion of Doom. I'm not kidding. Like, as WF Tag Team I know. Team no, I understand. Like, not know, greatest Tag Team Champions of all time or anything. Calm because down. they're very associated. They had both the WF Tag titles. So, to me, that equals just the WF Tag Team yeah. Champions. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, just I like... Because that's the thing, is the fact that they went all over the company. They're kind of the, they the all-ranging WF Tag Team Champions. It really was good for them, and it really was good for the company. But I think, yeah, let's just... In, in progress. Yeah, okay. So we'll put them... We'll put IP the, next to their name. Okay. Yeah. We'll put the Busters down in number nine, and we'll put the New Day above them. Right. Barely below the Hardys and the Dudleys, though. This we agree. This like, very competitive, by the way. Can I just say that? Yeah, like, there's it, no blowouts here, really. There, there, there is action-packed. I think the Brain Busters are the only team that's weird. Like yeah, someone, every, <laughs> even the New Day seem like they're belong here. Like, you know what I mean? I agree. And for a newer team to yeah. make the list, that does say something. They're kind of like, you know what? If we look at it at the at the end of the day, no pun intended, yeah. the New Day 
are like essentially like the John Cena of this list, meaning they they represent that time. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. No, I get it. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. Maybe the Roman Reigns in this right. in this mm. sense. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm. We'll see. So we have the new day at eight. That's a hard decision because I, I really wanted to put them higher, but I think I'm I mean, I with you really want to. I, I, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it, but I think also, I, 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 I again, know. we don't have the proper perspective yet. We really don't until it's over. Okay, so because we'll what if they eight. like they they have like a, a really amazing like leave the memories alone WrestleMania retirement New Day. You know, yeah, no, I know the day is over. Um, yeah, it's, it's an old time, day now. Yeah, it's time to retire. Okay. So number eight, they get crushed like the New Age Outlaws stop, or something. Stop I, it! Yeah. Don't bring that up. <laughs> All right, uh, the Edge and Christian team. My immediate thoughts on that, and I'll see where you stand here, is they obviously have to compete against the two other boys teams. Definitely, but I think they're the best. Of I the three. agree. Wow, without even argument. Yeah. yeah, I'm like totally there because I felt always they were the best of the three, and they're the anchor of the three. It right. kind of revolved around them. I think that. I appreciate the Hardys high flying. I appreciate the Dudleys kind of like brawling style, adding that element to it. I think Edge and Christian could do both, and Edge and and I like Bubba a real lot on the mic. But out of those four guys and those two other teams, Bubba's the only good talker. Whereas Edge and Christian both good talkers. They were both good talkers. They were the most compelling team for me to watch. They were the most fun team for me to watch. Agreed. So I could immediately hop them above the Hardys and the Dudleys. I think those guys are intertwined and the, the direct comparisons are make sense, but I think Edge and Christian are the most well-rounded team. Of the two? Of the of three? The three? Yeah, 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 Definitely. I agree with you. I'm all... Now, can we make... So, can we make the argument that Edge and Christian break out of the, 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 the bind here with the Legion... Beat the Legion of Dumb? Look, here's the thing. I'm just... I gotta put it out there before we finalize. I know. Hmm. On paper, or at first glance, it's like, how could Edge and Christian be better than Legion of Doom? But I think Legion of Doom is always carried by, like, other things that are not, have anything to do with the WF tag title. That's the thing. They, as WWF tag team champions, which is what we're ranking, they had two reigns, one in 91, a very short one in 97. That were underwhelming. They just weren't much of anything, yeah. Right. It's not to take away from their legacy and career as a tag team. Mm-hmm. But most of that is NWA. It's just plain and simple. It's true. I mean, it's similar to the Brainbusters, right? Where it's these guys were better elsewhere. But and people are convinced that the Legion of Doom is like the greatest WF tag t- team champions of all time. I'm I, serious. I just don't like, see how. I mean, they had a great win. Let's be yeah. fair. Their win at SummerSlam '91 is awesome. Yeah, but it really is. To me, it always felt like Heart Foundation win part. Too. It was like they were just From trying to like. Before. I'm not kidding. Like I always felt like it was like the copycat, like literally the same formula, hot crowd. Like nothing wrong with that. Nothing though, wrong with it, and it's a great memory. But it felt like it was trying to ape the Heart Foundation moment the year prior. It also, like, yeah. That's all. That's all I'm saying is I always felt like I felt like it was the same thing. It was like oh, these annoying tag team champions that they got to beat and like blah blah blah. They were over and they were popular, but again, so were Edge and Christian yeah. during a different period of time in the business. They acted like the nasties were evil demolition. Like it, the, it was, oh, I don't know about that. Just that they were sort of goofs, you know? Like, they were goofs. Uh, yeah, I just mean that, I don't know, like it just felt like all like, let's replicate this shit over again. Like, okay, that's all I'm getting at with Legion of Doom. Is there a reason that Edge and Christian could be above them? Well... That's the problem, is that I can't think of something that, well, 
the TLC the, victory the, thing. The is, matches in which they won the titles and defended yeah. the titles. Are, and they were the winners in all these outcomes, yeah. usually. Like, and they were more memorable right. to me. I mean, the Legion of Doom had one win that mattered, and then they didn't even lose them on TV. And the 97 thing, the only thing I really remember about that is the New Age Ellis beating them. And then shaving his head. <laughs> My God. <laughs> That's his hair. <laughs> like it's like or whatever. Like, could you believe it? That's, that's his hair. That's his real hair. <laughs> like what? Other than that, I, I, people's mileage is going to vary. I just, I think they're better than LOD as tag champions. I do too. I think it mattered but, more. You know what? You know what upsets me is just the nice and neatness of having like I know the boys. The, yeah, the boys and the and the Christians and the edges together. But uh, for the sake of like organization, that doesn't seem like a good way to list something. No, no, I know. Uh, um, I don't think they're better than the Bulldogs, though. I don't either. I, I, honestly, I think they're the, not like pioneers. No, like you know what I mean. Like the Bulldogs, the reason I think that they hold so high is because like they really kicked off the tag division being something that isn't just like chief j strongbow and like yeah, jewels and fucking strongbow. around like, or you know, she can volk off yeah exactly people like that um it, i could really go either way here but i don't want to just put the lod above them just because they're the lod mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like their run in it's wwf not, wasn't that great it's not fair they know? made it this high they did right. pretty good yeah uh, i mean what what's so great about it tell me what's great about it folks sir i'm not being funny tell me what's really good about the lod's run I'm not like I'm not being I'm, funny. I, I have no argument. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like I can't. And uh, I know everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Quinn hates Legion of Doom." Blah blah. So maybe, they're the number five so, right now. So here's can't the, hate them that here's much. Here's the thing: if you're in agreement, listen. You know, any day of the week, I'd elevate any team in front of the Legion of Doom. You but, stop. <laughs> but um, if you are okay with it, I'm okay with it. Let's put it that way. I just think, only if if you weren't okay with it, I wouldn't. I know. I wouldn't allow it. You're yielding, basically. Yeah. I just think that what Edge and Christian did in 2000 and 2001 for the tag division and the feuds that they had, a lot of that was just more engaging, exciting, entertaining, and better and better for their careers than what the LOD specifically did as WWF Tag Team Champions, which wasn't that much. If you like LOD more, great. Like them more. I'm just saying. It was always built off the NWA thing. Yeah, and it's not that they didn't even, that they shouldn't have had a WWF Tag Belts. I think they should have. Oh, they 100% should have. Right. But if you disagree, just let us know why, okay? That's it. Uh, And I'm interested to know why, but I want to put Edge and Christian above them. I hate to say final word on the Legion of Doom, why they're not better here. Right. It's because ultimately when they were brought in, it was like, oh, this is supposed to like eclipse demolition. Like basically. Kind of, yeah. right? And it was like it didn't. It just there wasn't much going on. Demolition was way better. In WWF. And, and that soured the LOD run because it, it was like soured and gored them. Yeah, because it was just like, I don't know. It just it it, it was like we finally get them, right? Yeah. But they're just, not as it's not as cool or something. Just, like I don't know what it, it is. It's just underwhelming. Yeah. That's all. So I have nothing against them. As WWF Tag Team Champions, I, I think they should have won them, but the most memorable thing outside of them beating the Nasties is them losing them to the Outlaws. Yeah. And that was... I think Christian were so damn memorable that they made a fucking TV show about it and, like, well, years yeah. later and, like, all this stuff. Yeah. I don't see any of that about the Hardys or the Dudleys or, you know, whatever. And their team was so good that it launched both of their singles careers. Right. So... Not um, that Christian was very good, but... No. But Edge was. Edge was great. Right. Christian was always chasing like the shadow of Edge, he like, and it was so upsetting the too. Genetti, because I wanted him to. Be, he was a Just way. Not as he was good. a way better Genetti. Let's put it that way. He's the same. He was way better than Genetti. He's the same. All right. What? So we're gonna lock him in at number five. Put the LOD down to six. Yeah. And uh, again, if you disagree, it's fine. 
It's just wrestling. Yeah. Just I, I'm curious to know why beyond that we're stupid. Right. Okay, how about that? Okay. Give a reason. Okay. Think of something to articulate and write it. Yep. Let's 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 um that's the list, eh? Well, it's a good, yes. It's a good list. Now I <laughs> I think it's good. I wanted to it is. I wanted to read a few things since it is the finale here before we finalize the okay. music and everything. The team that got the most votes, okay? It's the Heart Foundation. Oh, interesting. Then Demolition. Wow, okay. Then the British Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Then Edge and Christian. Huh. At the bottom was the new was the Brainbusters. Of course. Yeah. Uh, bottom of the top ten, I should say. Where did the New Age Outlaws go? How how are they on that? They are above the LOD and okay. below the Dudleys and huh. Hardys. That's weird to me. Now, I also want to list off some people that just missed it, okay? Because I like to do that sometimes. Okay. Missing it just below the Brain Busters was the Steiner Brothers. Very similar we vein, went, though, we right? Went to college. But stop. They, but, they are worse than the Brain Busters. But very similar vibe where it's yeah. like they were better elsewhere, just like the Brain Busters, right? Right. Just like LOD. Just like LOD. Uh, right below them was Own Heart and the Bulldog, yeah. which is a good team, but again, I don't think they should have made it. And right below them was Strike Force, who were going to strike with force. With Lightning Force. With, or, with, with Lightning Force. With uh, so. <laughs> How the hell did Strike Force even rank in? They They. People like them, Quinn. They were number 13, okay? What? Uh, they were. That's, they were a good team. That's really weird to me. And then Rock and Sock was below them, if you're interested. Is there, Rock and Sock was fun. <laughs> yeah, but not that, as tag that, champions. That's a super team that's actually... Yeah. Oh, you know what I always liked? I, I know I was was um, messing around with Stone Cold before. Yeah, Cold but Stone. But I always liked the Cold Stone Shawn Michaels team. <laughs> They were the better. It was ver- fun to me. They were the better version of Sean and Diesel, like the reluctant, like cause, it was. Better. And it was like it was like just a burst of it. And it was real fun. No, you're right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, also, at number sixteen was Money Inc. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them! Oh All my right. god. So we have finalized it, folks. Again, just let us know why you think what you think. I, I, I always am legitimately interested, uh, mm-hmm. more so than being told that I'm stupid. Right. Okay, so be nice. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's finalize it here, Quinn. I'm I'm satisfied with it. If you are, I'm I'm very satisfied with this list. I think this is a gr- one of our best lists. I am too. Uh, I agree with you. At number one, it is demolition. Number two, the Heart Foundation. Three, the New Age Outlaws. Four, the British Bulldogs. Five, Edge and Christian. Six, the Legion of Doom. Still above a bunch of other teams. Okay, <laughs> for all the for all the hype yeah. and talk. Seven, the Hardys. Eight, the Dudleys. Nine, the New Day. That was and very deserved, by the way. I the think so, yeah. seriously. And number 10, the Brain Busters. Mm. That's it for the World Rankings this season, folks. Uh, obviously, next week, to end the season, we'll be doing the final flush. But, Quinn, when we come back, it's WCW, and it's pro, and it's from 1993. Mm. A review of that is coming up right after this. Hello, wrestling fans. It's Joe here. And while we're on a break, I just wanted to take a moment to shout out three friends of the show. Check out the New Day podcast hosted by three guys that have actually worked in the actual wrestling business. I'm talking about Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston and Big E. They're going to bring their unique perspective as fans, but also as people that actually work in the industry to a very creative and entertaining podcast. 
New Day podcast. And then check out Greetings from Allentown, hosted by one man, Peter Winson. He'll take you on a whimsical journey through retro wrestling's past. It's unique. It's quirky. It's Greetings from Allentown. And finally, if you like your retro wrestling slathered in barbecue sauce, check out Mike Mills and Book in the Territory as they bring you the very best in the Southern Fried Wrestling. We're talking about Smoky Mountain and the NWA. It's Book in the Territory. So again, our three friends of the show. The New Day Podcast. Greetings from Allentown and Booking the Territory. Ico Pro! <laughs> We're back! Ico Pro's back! What we didn't sell in the 1990s, we saved! And we're gonna give them to you at a discounted rate! You gotta want it! Check out these scantily clad clients! Yeah! Wow! Take a look at that! Holy cow! Look at that mass! Give it to us! Ooh, look at this creation! Talk about an air of confidence! I go! Bro! Oh, did somebody say Ico Pro? Oh, I'm so jacked! I just snorted a liter of French vanilla! Woo! 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 We haven't changed the formula since 92! That's 25 years! Ico Pro! Don't be a chicken gizzard! Whoa, brother! And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks again for being with us here on episode number 179. 179! Thank you, Quinn. That was good. Mm. (laughs) So, folks, we hope you had fun with the rankings there and talking about the Bushwhackers. But now it's time to head on over to the WCW. The WCW. The WCW. The WCW. For WCW Pro, which we haven't done a lot of. Now, it's very pro. It's WCW the pro edition. The pro, the it, professional version. It's a little more expensive. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's made for the pros, really. It is. There's no amateurs here, folks. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Looking at the lineup on this card. <laughs> now, this show uh, was on for a long time. It had its genesis, I guess, uh, in the Crockett Territory, Mid-Atlantic, as one of their uh, syndicated shows, along with Worldwide. Yeah, right. and I also seem to remember a rehype of this in like '89 on some WCW pay per views. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Uh, once, once kind of JCP and Georgia merged, they kind of had the NWA Pro Wrestling show, which obviously became WCW Pro Wrestling. Once Turner changed everything around, right to WCW, and there were for a little bit uh, in the early '90s two local versions. Same content and stuff, different announcers. There was uh, the New York version and the Chicago version. Wait, what? what yeah, there was. Mean? Well, we actually did, I think, the Chicago one years ago. Years ago, we did that, and uh, I forgot uh, Oh, that's entirely. the one where it was like, oh, it's on WGN, go Cubs, or yes, whatever. Right. Like, yeah, like that Jack, whole thing. Jack Brickhouse, the uh, yeah. Chicago announcer, was there. But anyway, that kind of ended in 93, and Pro continued on as a syndicated show all the way until 1998, but it was never really one of their main shows it was i, I gotta say go ahead. I, I always like how these cindy's like wf and wcw yeah. for some reason they're always very long running like, oh yeah More even cheap like, and easy to produce even the short ones have a minimum life of like 10 years Absolutely. Like, which is like even the short ones yep yeah when it's syndicated it's just easy to produce you shop it to different stations yeah. they take it and that's that you know what yeah. i mean it's cheap it's quick uh so the version of pro that we're reviewing is just regular wcw pro i watched pro uh, when I started watching wrestling in 94, 95. On what channel? Because I don't I, remember. Because I seem to remember like worldwide was a little bit more available. See, I didn't 
see that as much. Yeah. I saw pro, but they were almost interchangeable by this they, point. They were. In but, importance and everything. Yeah. Uh, and it was never a big deal then. And it isn't a big deal in the one that we're reviewing, which is from 1993. The big show, obviously, in 93 was still WCW Saturday Night. Two hours, TBS. Yeah. That, that was the big deal. That was the biggin. Yeah, um, that was the biggie. Two hours on yep. uh, on Turner Time. On yeah. Turner Time. And there was Worldwide, and they had the main event. So, And that power hour was it's still weird. going on. It's weird to think even in 93 they didn't have a Monday show, if you really think about it. like, Well, WF had just started theirs. Yeah, I just mean to live. say, is like usually the way WCW operated, they wouldn't wait. like Yeah, two and a half to, years, to, almost to, three too long to copy yeah. that shit no so. but the, this is what it was pro was a, a syndicated show it's basically like watching wwf challenge if you want yeah. some some kind of analogy minus it's not, gorilla monsoon well unfortunately but it's a, yeah it's not that important but it's a nice insight into what's going on the goings on of wcw right and where we're gonna be here is we have just come off of the uh, lethal lottery the battle bowl and we are building towards Starcade 93, so you can keep that in mind. Just on the side, what, what? did you think of the idea of the Battle Bowl ring and the, and the okay. lottery and, like, it's you, their you ver- something but not really? It's like, their version of a, a Royal Rumble, basically, at think? that point. I or mean, King of the Ring or in something. In spirit, yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's not the Royal Rumble, but it was okay. Yeah. So we're going to see what's going on. Let's see what kind of guys we have there, Quint. It is WCW Pro November the 27th, 1993. And what's weird here is Chris Cruz, uh, we both think this was Chris Cruz. I'm pretty sure it was. He does a voiceover in the beginning. He runs down today's action, and there's a very festive synth song under this that I really like. It is very good. It's really good. This week on WCW Pro Wrestling, the United States Heavyweight Champion, the natural Dustin Rhodes. But we're going to have Dustin Rhodes. We're going to have Ice Train. Uh, already? Yeah. He still he works here at this point? He's already there. Oh, my God. When did this guy start? Like, <laughs> we'll get into him. He was him. around forever. He was around a long time. We'll, we'll get to see him later. Uh, we're going to have the Nasty Boys, and we are welcome from a green screen. Not an arena green screen, yeah. like a studio green screen. They're in a control Yeah, something, something like that. Always a center. And this was happy for me. Gordon Suplay. I mm-hmm. like Soli. Mm-hmm. I don't mind him at all. And Larry Zabisco. Larry, why? <laughs> you love him so he much. He ruins everything. <laughs> Wrestling, announcing, everything this guy touches is shittier if when you he's want, involved. If you want to distill him into one like noise, it's... Uh, yeah. That's Larry Zabisco, oh, seriously. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of WCW Pro Wrestling. I'm Gordon Soley, alongside the living legend himself, Larry Zabisco. He has a Three Stooges tie, which is okay with me, but he's still very annoying. Immediately saying... Was it Shemp Three Stooges? No, it's Curly. Okay. Shemp is underrated. Uh, but he's immediately like, oh, Battle Bowl, there's no use crying over spilled <laughs> milk. Already annoying. Like, up. Already. The lethal lottery was more than I expected. Yes, but you know, no use crying over spilt milk. Uh, also, at Starcade, we're told they're going to be announcing the manager of the year. And meanwhile, Gordon says Gala wrong. Yeah, He's like, Gala, <laughs> yeah. or whatever he said. It yeah. was weird. He says words funny. Obsession. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, but now, let's go to the ring, where Gary Michael Capetta introduces the United States champion, the natural Dustin Rhodes. Very natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he literally kisses a baby on his <laughs> way down. running for office? Yeah. <laughs> and his- running for mayor of Atlanta or something? <laughs> And I agree with you, Quinn. His song is ass. Yeah, I know some people might not like this, but yeah, I hate this music. <laughs> it's just like too on the nose. It's he's just a like, natural! Yeah, it's like, <laughs> he's a natural. Like, it just keeps saying, it's like, 
Dude, you don't have to fucking say... Like, it's one thing if, like, one time in the song, like, when it crescendos that it says, yeah. and he's a natural, he's cool and stuff, and he's good, like, if it's describing other things, but if it's just saying he's a natural, he's a natural, like, that, he's a natural. Fu- just fucking just- stop. Like, please, enough. Wrestling fans, the following contest, it is set for one fall. Introducing first, from Austin, Texas, weighing 261 pounds, his opponent is Chris Sullivan. And is he related to Kevin Sullivan? And Evad? No, Evad, he's not. The, the, in, the, in the family there? No, no, no. But he legitimately looks like Gallagher, maybe like David Crosby. Like he really looks like he could be related to Kevin Sullivan. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he looks shitty enough. Like, I don't know how it's described. I'm, I'm actually wondering if it was an inside joke. No, it's probably just his real name. It's a okay. jobber. Okay. Don't you think? I don't know. They can rename everyone on these That's WCWs. True. Uh, Larry and Gordon are on commentary, unfortunately, here, as a Gallagher here gets all feisty, pushing Dustin off in the corner. Even Gordon and Larry are like, oh, he's feisty. Yeah. Well, he's feisty, isn't he? Yeah, he's a feisty guy. Pee Wee Anderson is our referee. Right hands by Dustin and a dusty elbow, corner whip, and an arm drag by Dust. Side headlock now in a jobber match. <sighs> Back up in a push off by Gallagher. Shoulder block by Rhodes gets two. More headlockery as Larry says, when in doubt, there's a saying. Keep it simple, stupid. What the fuck? Like, shut up. Like, what is he, James Carville? Like, I don't know. Like, what? He is so insufferable during this show, Joe. Like, he, he just won't stop with the, like, what he thinks is clever. You mean when he's like, CODs, crunch on demand. Yeah, shut up. CODs. Crunch on demand, I guess. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> just stop talking for the whole show. Let Gordon just... I know, he's like, good. Gordon's good. I like he's him. He's okay, but like, yeah, he, you know, let him be Gordon. I know. Snap Marin to a double chin lock by Dustin. Back to the headlock we go. This stinks. This it, match is bad. It's like, like 1981 here. Even, what is like, this? Dustin Rhodes is usually fairly okay. Yeah, and but I think this is poor for him. Yeah. Like, honestly. It's boring. Sullivan with a few punches in the corner. A whip, a charge misses, of course. And a bulldog gets the win for Dustin Rhodes. Swell. His song really does suck. Yeah. We hear it again. He's a natural. So good. He's a natural. <laughs> a natural like, athlete. Up. Is that what yeah. they mean? Yeah, he's just a natural at it. He didn't need, he didn't need to like practice. He didn't need to go to power plan or anything. Oh, he just like well. you know, he's Dusty's son. So, so he's like, naturally he good. He saw wrestling and was like, I can do this and he just did it. And he was like amazing. He's good at it. He's a US champion or whatever. He is. Uh, over to the brand new Mean Gene Okerlund in front of like a Kmart children's <laughs> photography background. It's, poor. it's yeah. bad. He hypes up Lord Steven Regal and Sir William, you know, with Bill Dundee. Right, right. Uh, before launching into his Starcade 93 cell job here. You know what's really weird? Seeing Gene here in November 93. Yeah. He's hyping Starcade. A few months ago, he's breaking up a fight between like Diesel and Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam. It's very weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's not. It just feels wrong. I seems, always hated seems, me Gene it, it in WCW. too close. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I never liked him I will there. Say, I, will, I, actually I like, like him. I like him. I disagree with you there. Because I don't like it. Honestly, um, I feel like he did a good job after about a year or so. It felt like he never wasn't in WCW. Oh, like, I'll give he, you that. He's a he, true pro. He did a great job at acting like he was a real WCW like aficionado. Like you're right, and that he knew every single person you're on right. the roster. No, you're right. You know that that I don't know. It's just I just think he did a he actually of the transition people. Him and Bobby did great job transitioning. Bobby especially in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gene is a true WCW pro. You might yeah. say. Yeah. Anyway. That's why he's on the show, obviously. <laughs> yes. uh, this is the 11th Starcade, if you care. And then we cut to Lord Regal here, 
who bitches about WCW and how he's the queen invited me to dine on fine goose for Christmas. But now he has to wrestle at Starcade against a mystery opponent. And now his Christmas is ruined, man. This guy is the best. He's pissed off because he has to work. Basically. (laughs) Also, it's funny that the only reason this is in December is because of Vince, but that's another story altogether. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's, this would have been over Thanksgiving still, if it wasn't for Vince. still legacy like that <laughs> yeah. because of Survivor Series. It's true. It, yeah. Uh, we go to break now and we come back where there's a match already happening in the ring. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of guys punching yeah. each other. It's terrible. So who we have here is Too Cold Scorpio. Okay. I know him. Marcus Bagwell. I know him. The Cole Brothers. Who? They, they like were tw- Ronnie Garvin people. Oh, God. Like- They're twin brothers that stink. Yeah. Uh, and it's the Godwins, Quinn, which you didn't realize are the opponents here. What? That was Phineas without the mask. Huh? I don't know how you, it looked like Phineas. With, I don't know. With Henry, Tex too? Tex Lazinger and Shanghai Pierce, yes. Hank? But, yeah, Hank. But Hank had the mask on. Oh. You didn't realize that, that was Phineas Godwin? Didn't even recognize him. You know how I know? Because it looked like Phineas. <laughs> how did you not tell? I don't know. They look like Hugh Morris and like somebody. No, that's the other team. Oh, the Wrecking Crew? The Wrecking Crew, which is Rage and Fury. Uh, more on them later. <laughs> Fake Nick Patrick is the referee here. Not real Nick Patrick. The okay. other Nick Patrick. That's interesting that that's the Godwins. I had no idea. Yeah, they were there for like a couple years. Huh. I I'm mean, not going to hold it against Godwins you. Godwins are a WF thing to me. I agree. Crowd's, Southern Justice. Southern Justice. Uh, crowd's kind of into it, though, as Scorpio is in against Phineas. Baseball slab is Scorpio. And then a drop kick, a pair of arm drags, and then another drop kick. And nice stuff. Big pops from the crowd. Yeah. No, yeah. they're into it. Uh, into an arm bar now. And the, the crowd just keeps chanting, whoop, there it is. Just stop. They, and it's more like whoop, there it is, like the whole time. It's horrible. It's very annoying. It won't shut up about it. <laughs> Clothesline by Tex here into a crucifix fallaway slam. And the crowd is all like, ooh, like it's like a bad spin on Wheel of Fortune. I'm not kidding. Like it's <laughs> like it's like it's like when you get the dude and, and like, oh, everyone's like, oh, oh. tag into one of the Cole twins here. <sighs> These are like my worst nightmare <laughs> again. Like it's two Ronnie Garvins. Like if Ronnie Garvin went into a cloning machine and then like two of him, like the two pods were on the yeah. side of Ronnie Garvin and they both like come out. They're so, bad. They no charisma, no, no anything. They're just longer Garvin mullets. They have like Garvin's hair in the front and just like this like cascading mullet in the back. It's terrible. It, it is so bad. It's the, really poor. It's not really a wonder that these guys didn't make oh, it. Oh, they're, they're awful. Yeah. Tag to Fury, Irish whip and a big power slam elbow misses and a Cub Scout gets excited at ringside here. <laughs> Bagwell with like a hot-ish tag yeah. and stupid hair. Baby Buff is so weird. I know. Like he is just what he tried so many different tag teams. This like, is, yeah, I know. This is, Scorpio, the Patriot. Just I think part of his problem also was the fact that they called him Marcus Alexander. Alexander it's like too much to Alexander much. Is, a, is one of the longest syllable names. Like, why <laughs> would you put that in someone's? Maybe Marcus Alex Bagwell. Maybe is a yeah. little more quick. I just think Marcus Bagwell is fine, though, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't, don't really need, need a to know name. that his middle name's Alexander. No, no one needs to know that. Big Splash gets two here. Is Henry Godwin? That'd be Shanghai Pierce. She's still wearing his mask because whatever. I don't know why. Uh, Phineas comes in, Irish whip and a back elbow. Like we said, the crowd's into it, at least, as Henry Godwin gets in now. He antagonizes the face corner while the other three heels are double-teaming Bagwell. Get on with this. Man, this this match is ridiculous. Yep, and uh, again, the Cole twins, they're seriously straight out of, like, 1987, somewhere in the Deep South. Oh, yeah. They do not look good. I thought I was actually wondering, and I'm not joking, I was like, Maybe with this was like the ding dongs without the mask on. No, it's not like, the ding dongs. I, I couldn't. They just look so dumb and They're goofy. crappy. Yeah. They're a crappy team. <laughs> I was just trying to in my head while I was watching this. Like I was just like they they must have done something else, right? Like, no. <laughs> like no. Now, now, Rage and Fury, by the way, 
one of them is Animal's brother, but not Johnny Ace, like the third brother. I'm not making that up, by the way. That's <laughs> really... There's a third brother. What? Why yes. wasn't he in the new LOD? I don't know. And the other Heidenreich. <laughs> and, the... <laughs> and the other one is a guy named Al Green, in case you were wondering. Anyway, Rage is in now with a scoop slam for two. Choke slam and an elbow tag to Fury. Irish whip is reversed by Bagwell, but Fury slams him down and then goes up top and tries whatever, but Bagwell gets a foot up. Larry says the the ref's last name is Atkins, so at least we ha- we're getting close with this fake Nick Patrick. Oh, okay. I don't know the guy's name, and I don't, I'm intentionally not looking it <laughs> One up. One day they're going to tell us his name, Larry Har- Larry Atkins, Harvey Atkins, Mike Atkins, isn't it? I don't know. Folks, let us know. With the fucking fake Nick Patrick, he's like a, such a mystery. It's still so weird to me that there was two guys, two refs, yeah. two refs that look exactly the same. He did look a lot like, like Patrick. The only situation where that ever happened was Hebner. Right. Right. That's because there was an actual twin. Well, plastic surgery, I thought. I'm not sure. Uh, One of the shitty Cole twins gets the warm tag. So does Phineas. He cleans a little bit of the house. No one cares. All eight guys are in now, and some chaos has erupted. Everyone brawls. Lots of brawling. Yep. Phineas tries to use his bull rope, but Scorpio yanks it away, tosses it to Cole, who nails Phineas, and the ref just calls a DQ, and we just leave. Neat. And bull rope. (laughs) It was a cowbell. It was very Christopher Walken. It was was amazing. (laughs) The cock and a walk, baby. And if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we should probably give him more cowbell. Say, baby. We're back now where the WCW Tag Team Champions, the Nasty Boys, another team that was just over in WWF about six months ago. Oh, wow. Was that recent, huh? Yeah. yeah. What is this number? Yeah, April, May. Uh, they enter with Missy Hyatt. Hi! Hi, <laughs> Missy Hyatt! I'm your host. Uh, their song is so good, it sounds very Jimmy Hart. It's not the Nasty yeah. Boy. It's right, not right. that one. It's a different the, one. The coats are like junky, yeah, though. they are. But I gotta say, Missy looks really hot in her like Madonna Vogue hair yes. look. This is good look for her. Like she even her like she looks like she can sort of talk now all of a yeah. sudden. I I have things to say about this I, I later like, on. I, I like this look on I, Missy. I, I, I am totally for this. I Absolutely. don't know what the fuck like why did this take so long to figure this shit out? To like, make her a heel manager like yeah, that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She's really good here. Uh their opponents in Nassies are Tommy Angel and Scott Stud, which are good names. And I'm pretty sure Scott Stud is Scotty Riggs, you right? You are correct about that. So I got the Godwins wrong, but yeah. I definitely <laughs> noticed this one. That is Scotty Riggs. Uh, the referee now is Nick Patrick, mustache edition. The real Nick Patrick. The real one. Yep. Like uh, the real Ghostbusters <laughs> or whatever. Sag starts with Angel and hammers away with forearms and shit like that. Now, meanwhile, Larry does the whole Missy needs to do the dishes for Ugh. the nasties in an effort to like piss everyone off. Which would be unique if he didn't do it every single fucking thing he's on. Like every time he pulls this crap. Like he thinks it's so funny. Like he did it till like ninety eight or whenever the hell he left. Ninety nine. Like two thousand. He was. Oh still my there. god! It, I feel like every again. But that no, do the dishes. Oh, like, it's do like the an, dishes. It's an every fucking thing. I know it's annoying. Yeah. Irish whip is reversed, but Sags gets a shoulder block off the ropes. An angel with a hit toss on an arm drag. Sags bails out and is comforted by Missy, while Nobbs is like, "I'll smack your damn face in." someone in the crowd now, and Missy's yeah. like you're fat you can indeed and the nasty boys are uh, regrouping and thinking this one over again this is so much better than like I'm like a showgirl with yeah, the, with Eric Bischoff and costumes and bullshit. I'm and your host. I'm your host, and it's better than I'm your host and like <laughs> I can't talk on that Missy's Manor thing. It's better than like every like the fu- best thing she I did. know she was a heel at one point. She but was, it, but it wasn't this like. I have an attitude. It was right. like this, like, I'm just this kind of, like, pin-up whatever yeah, right, thing. Right. Like, I don't... This, like, you know, chewing bubble gum and has yeah. sunglasses on and short hair and short very shorts. Very New York looking, Like, yeah, you know? very 
She looks like fucking Madonna. She's like, a street tough. She's a street tough. This <laughs> is like exactly yeah. the Missy Hyatt that should have existed. And to be honest with you, this is the kind of character that would fit into that like 1996 WF. Like yeah, that, I agree. Like badass. Like yep. how when Sunny started to get a little bit of an attitude, a little bit, you know. Yeah. And I know Sable, won't, but that was later. Don't but bring her up. I just mean that like this Missy Hyatt version is yeah. really, really good. It is. And I just don't know why it took this long to get to it. And by the time they got to it, she was kind of phasing out of professional wrestling. Uh, in they general. fired her. No, she was fired in what, February. What? Like it's did, a whole thing with Bischoff and it's a okay, whole thing. Okay. But I, but she never had a job ever again in the business. No, she huh? went to ECW. She did, didn't Sandman. she? Okay, remember that's like correct. Five, yeah, I think. okay. But you, then she didn't. She never really made it back to WF. She's just probably in indies and stuff. No, she yeah. never went to either of the big promotions I'm actually, again. Maybe because that whole Missy Manor thing, she never made it back to WF. That <laughs> was bad. Yeah, that's not. She was bad there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the crowd. Okay, I thought this was just like the face team from the previous match. They chant whoop, there it is, again. There was zero reason for this. <laughs> what, what is this? They won't, it's the whole taping, everyone. Was, was it just a generic chant they did I there? swear this isn't the only time. Uh, like, this is like the second of three or yeah. four times. Can we not do it? it? It's just like, okay, enough. And then Larry is all like, oh, our director, Dano, he likes to take crowd shots. Just shut up, Larry. Stop talking. <laughs> like, Please. This uh, Dano fella, he must have mentored Kevin Dunn with the crowd shots, He must have been friends with Shawn Michaels. (laughs) Book him, Dano. Studs in now with an arm ringer on Sags. Three Stooges eye poked by Sags and tagged the knobs there. Larry (laughs) is starting to lose his voice, so he sounds even more annoying than usual. Uh, Like all hoarse. It's bad. (laughs) And then Gordon, clearly bored. (laughs) Out of nowhere, he's like... You uh, you playing a little golf tomorrow? <laughs> uh, because this matters so much. <laughs> that was yeah. awesome. Play a little golf tomorrow. I'm playing lots of golf tomorrow. And then Larry's like, "Yeah, I challenged Michael Jordan a few years and ago." He needs to please again with the just stop. He's not important. No one cares about Michael Jordan. Probably doesn't know who Larry Zbysko is. Like, I'm not kidding. Of course not. Yeah. I just mean that, like, Larry thinks of himself as, they face Bruno in the garden, so, you know, like, everyone knows who I am. The one good feud. Yeah, it's like, like, and what he forgets is, like, maybe Michael Jordan would know who Bruno San Martino is, but he definitely wouldn't know this guy that feuded with Bruno once in, like, the end of his career. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying. I know. Studs in control of knobs, by the way, with an arm bar. Angel bag in with an arm ringer. And then a wrist lock now. Oh, this arm shit. What is this, 1983? I, really? Uh, Gordon thinks that uh, maybe uh, the, the Tommy Angel and Scott Studd will hold the nasties to a draw. I don't have time for that. <laughs> like, to be honest with you, it's like, I got shit to do. Like, it's like, I don't want to sit here for 20 minutes. The Johnny V yeah. legacy, right? I want to sit here for this. But this literally is like a Johnny V situation <laughs> yeah. where you're like, you are the person that yeah. doesn't want to sit there for 20 minutes. It's a very relatable quote. Yeah. Uh, Sags with the kick off the ropes and Nobs lands a quick clothesline here as Nobs tosses Angel to the outside where Missy heckles him. She's all like, you're an idiot. Yeah. And I, you know, I love this heel Missy. I do too. Again, Blaine. why didn't they do this earlier? It works. This is great. Yeah, yeah. it works. And I know some people, again, are going to say, oh, they did when she was with whatever, but like, it wasn't the same. It's th- this specific, whatever yes. this is, like this version of her is yeah, good. The, the outfit and the, the short hair uh-huh. and like the sunglasses, it's all good. It's the most I've ever liked her. Yeah. Truthfully. Really. Stud fires ha! up. <laughs> Stud fires up the crowd now while Nobs keeps knocking Angel off the apron. Sags wanders over and the Nasties double team while Nick Patrick is busy bitching at Stud on the other side of the ring. How long is this? I feel like I ask this about every match on this thing. How long? Very impatient. <laughs> it's just like usually WWE is very peppy. Like they're yeah. very like 
movie and like it's like oh one fucking match and it's like two minutes and it's over i know you're right you know? uh meanwhile larry really needs a cough drop back in nasty's with a double team knobs with the front face lock corner whip now back to the other corner angel gets a foot up on a charge though but sags quickly makes a tag lands an elbow drop and larry's like oh he got dinked right in the jay leno oh nothing we're only like halfway through the shot got enough of him you know what i will say what? No mention of Bruno yet, so maybe we'll make it the whole show. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Angel gets a foot up on now and on Sags and tags in Stud while Nobbs gets in the ring. Big clothesline by Stud. Dropkick sends Sags out of the ring. Stud hammers away on Nobbs but misses a dropkick. Can we finish this shit? <laughs> this is like, long. Oh my goodness. of match here. Uh, is this for the belts? No, no. it's not even for the belts. <laughs> why is it not over in two seconds? No. Tag to Sags, who literally does nothing and just tags Nobbs back in. Whips him in the Stud. Tag back to Sags. Shitty power slam by Knobs, who is still in the ring. And then that horrible elbow off the top by Sags gets the win. Way too long. Way too long. It wasn't that bad, though, to be truthful. It was just long. Well, Missy Hyatt saved it, honestly. (laughs) Ah, I'm a badass now. (laughs) You're a fan. Yeah. Uh, We get a replay of our Sega Slam of the Week here. It's literally just the regular replay, but it says Sega at the top. (laughs) I'm not kidding. It's true. You're right. Yeah. That's literally all it is. Uh, Larry needs a lozenge, by the way, as we put a break. Promotional consideration is paid for by t2 judgment day for super nintendo genesis and game gear it's funny that we just had sega sponsorship but then it's like <laughs> snes and game yeah. gear also spider-man and x-men sega, but yep, yeah spider-man and x-men and then the biggie remington's triple foil with three narrow micro screens you better get it you need to shave your face get Th- this there's shit. a shaving revolution in america right now and you need to get the triple foil. Three of them. Yeah. Uh, now we go to Mean Gene from a hilariously cartoony control center. He looks like he's in some edgy toy commercial. <laughs> and by the way, what is with them always having a control center? Like, what are they controlling? Does Gene make the matches here? Or do they direct the pay-per-view? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is just something that... I've, WF did this, too. They're like, the control center. The, what are we... Like, what is... I don't see any, like, controls. I don't see, like, a joystick or buttons or fucking like tvs or computers like right. i just see like a, a video screen of like what he's about to show <laughs> and like, bad cgi I, what is he controlling like what is the control aspect of this control center why is it called this why is it a center i don't like, know where, like, it's like a command so was the bat cave yeah i just <laughs> headquarters well, this was just a theme with pay-per-views in general like is gene taking the orders for the pay-per-view maybe that's why <laughs> and he like flips on if your house can see it I don't get it. Like, I just don't get the whole control center concept. I don't know, Quinn. That's a very good point. I want to know what you folks think of control centers in general. Let us know that at Ogden, Utah. And this control center thing, I feel like, was only associated with Gene, because then when they went to Doc in the Doc room, they didn't call it a control center anymore. It was just like, I don't know, the WWF hangout zone or something. I don't think they called it that in WF. They didn't call it that. They um, never called are you it a sure, control like, yeah. 93 when they like WrestleMania 9 control Maybe center. Maybe at the very like, end yeah. of Gene. But, I, that's what I remember. But not after that. Uh, Gene throws to a clip of himself at a press conference <laughs> next to Vader, who is wearing a very nice suit and a mask. Gene, this is funny. Yeah. Gene rattles off a bunch of worldwide to Vancouver, all these things that wanted yeah. to host Starcade. This is amazing. <laughs> Des Moines, Iowa, but I'm pretty sure that was humor, Quinn. Yeah. He just casually <laughs> yeah. mentions Des Moines like it's some big yeah. city. Like he just throws it in there. Yeah. Des Moines. That yeah. was definitely a joke, though. There's no way, right? No, there's you no way. You can't good caution say <laughs> Des Moines is like, in, in comparison to like New York yeah, City. Yeah, right, right. Like, Chicago. LA. Yeah. Like, what is he talking? Des Moines. <laughs> Des Moines. And certainly in the United States, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Des Moines, Iowa. The great news is, though, folks, Starcade 93 on December 27th, one month away, will be held 
in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> because w, it's the most WCW announcement. Like, what a shocker! Like, <laughs> it's always like we're supposed to think no WCW is worldwide. Right. And, like he mentions fucking London and yeah, Charlotte. Vancouver, Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte, of course, Charlotte, North Carolina, of course. <laughs> and then Gene says the big surprise came when it was announced that the WCW champion Vader would be headlining Starcade. Wow, what a turn of events, Quinn. <laughs> The, what a champion, concept, the champion headlining yeah. a show. This is new. never been done. This has never happened ever. <laughs> what is that? And then Ric Flair wanders in. Now, remember, it was supposed to be Sid until the scissors. Oh, don't forget. Right. Okay, there were scissors involved in in the UK was in Sid October. Ric Flair, Sid versus Vader. Oh, Sid was okay, turning the other face. way around. Yes, and he was going to beat Vader. But Ric Flair saves the day. He wanders in wearing a suit, and he's got Fifi with him, and he challenges Vader. Oh, that's right. It is her, but <laughs> it's Fifi. like, it's not like said, and she's not in the maid outfit right, either. Right, but like, that's Fifi. There. That's his fucking wife, by the way, his right? His real wife, Right yeah. now. Yes. Like, he ended up marrying Fifi, and Good. I guess they're going to go off into the sunset together. fifi fo Yeah, yeah. He challenges Vader, and he's got a contract on a very, like, flimsy sheet of paper, <laughs> which Vader looks over very briefly. And the bottom line from Flair is that if he does not win the title from Vader at Starcade, he's going to retire. And Vader's like, yeah, okay, fine, I'll do that. Yeah. And Harley Race, who's with Vader, he laughs and, and Gene, Gene gets Gene, all involved. Gene is all, whoa, ha, oh, oh, he's retired. Oh, oh, whoa, oh, 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 are you sure? Oh, 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 ha, ha, Like, he's like very Gene about it. Yep, he is. Vader's all happy. You know why? Because it's Vader time. Yeah. That's what he says. He doesn't give a shit. He's no. like, I'll kick his ass. <laughs> yes. The career or no career, yeah, I don't give fair. a shit. Like, <laughs> big fucking fat guy wouldn't sit on you. Back to the control center now. Where Gene makes a big fuss again over all of this, and he says, "Next week I'm going to have more updates." What else is there even to say? Like, <laughs> it just, it's like it's a match. His career's on the line. Okay, the belt's also on the line. Yeah, right? is, is more. What, what else? What is can there? you add to that? I, I don't know. Is it Fifi on a pole <laughs> match too? I, like, what do they get? What can they add to this? <laughs> Back to ringside, where Fred Avery is in the ring, and he's like a big contractor type looking fellow, like his Miller Lite. He looks like he was in that tag team, like Heavy Machinery or whatever. <laughs> was that the name of them? No, um, Men at Work. What's no. the one where they had the Men without hats? Heavy Machinery is the that's new not Otis, a team, Otis and yeah, no, yeah. it's not them. Men, thinking, men at work. The one with the with the construction sign thing and they yeah, men at work. It has is that to what be, it is? Right? They I can't guess. have the caps on, the high voltage hats. one of them. High voltage. <laughs> danger, danger, danger. I miss that team. Because it was just stupid. Like their entrance was like was. way overdone for a jobber tag team. It's like why do they have a full entrance? Like, they were very, very pushed yeah. as jobbers. As jobbers, they yeah, lost every jobbers. time. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh his opponent though, Quinn. Is none other than your favorite Ice Train. Yeah, and coming out to the like Toe Jam and Earl music <laughs> or something. How long did this guy flounder in this company? Good lord. Good point. So he was there from 93 to 94. Okay, so this is the beginnings of the flounder. This is when he was still Ice Trainee. And then he came back from 96 to 98. If you recall, he had Fire and Ice with Scott Norton, and then right. they broke up. The and they hot fought. team. Hot team. And then he came back again in 2000, and he was there until like the end. <laughs> Enough of this guy. He. He this sucks. guy stinks. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Larry now, who's still having voice issues, is like, oh, broadcasting's easy, but it's hard on my throat. <laughs> and then they discuss dieting or <laughs> yeah. some shit. I don't know. What, eat right. I don't even know what they were talking about. There. Doesn't matter. Yeah, there's like mm, beans and <laughs> beans. eat your food or something. <laughs> eat your beans, Scott. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Avery tries to attack, but train with a punch, corner whip, and a crappy hip toss by Ice Train. Nice body slam, though. 
crappy gut wrench suplex by Train. Just very uninspired. Like going, all of this. Yeah, yeah, like going through. Like he's still training. Seriously, right. yeah, this they're, they're the power plant in action yeah, right now. That's what we're seeing. Look what Buddy Cop taught me. <laughs> Buddy Cop, whatever. Buddy State, Cop. State Trooper. Is that his other name? Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, Jack. You- Jack Boot was he also the state? Trooper? I don't know. I'm Quinn. not sure. Probably actually, yeah. no. He probably was. Nick Patrick's the ref again. By the way, a, ni- a nice uh, Irish whip here by Ice Train. Awful power slam gets the win. Just bad. That was <laughs> short but bad. Good thing it was short though. Yeah, seriously. That's what all the Nasty Boys match should have been. Just like better yeah, executed. Minutes, obviously, yeah. Ice Train just really fucking up his moves <laughs> yeah. the whole time. I don't know. Back to Mean Gene here in front of a gray background again. He hyped Starcade again, just in case you forgot. In the four <laughs> seconds that just passed in that other match. And Gene's like, I remember the first one. Yeah, I'm sure he cared about it. Why is he acting like he's been there the <laughs> yeah. whole time? He's like, yeah, I remember it well. It was a good night. It's like, you weren't even, he was like in AWA. Yes. Like, or w, he, maybe he was at that, like, what was wrestling at the chase thing in he like was, late 83, possibly? In 83, he was. Still with Vern, but had probably given his notice. I just remember we That's what watched it was. some, dis- like, almost the last day of 83. Yeah, and it was where, like, WF. Where yeah. he was, like, literally at the chase yes. with Vince. Yes, he was. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. His television debut was January 1st, 84. Right. So he was filmed in 83. Right. Yes. We throw to a random Ric Flair promo now from whatever. He's got a gold robe in front of the video wall. And all Flair says, literally, there's no value here. He just reiterates the stipulation that we just heard about, which is that if he loses, he retires. Yeah, no shit. I, like, literally. By the way, you know that wall he's in front of, Joe? Yeah. Do you know that's the one they used for a while? I think it was on Saturday night or something. But it's the one that they, specifically the one that they have a replica of it when the crowd's there. Yes. But when they would film the segments, the crowd's there would, not there. Was there. The crowd's not yep. there, but they would pipe them in like yep. they were like, and sometimes they'd even like, like do a cutaway where it looked like yep. the, the I, that's what this is. That set is hilarious. Yeah, to I me love just that because, set because also when there's nobody there, you can notice it's like a little cleaner and the camera angle's more reasonable yeah. because they can. Yeah, because they can. That was one of these. The crowd yeah. is really just dubbed in. That's right. just the audience noise. But dubbed the, in. the replicas there of it, so it looks like uh-huh. it's so there it's during the show. Yeah, it's amazing. It is that, pretty that's funny. Just a funny little thing. I always thought about that specific entrance. Right? I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, Flair says whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love it. Eh, blah blah blah. Pretty much enough promo like i said more promotional consideration this time from electronic talking battleship now that brought back good memories because i actually had that i love I, I, I love the talking one because he put the codes in and all yeah, that yeah the codes like, uh, be, well the codes were just basically like b3 it's it's great like, yeah and like i like that it i don't know i just like the whole idea that you know both sides put their stuff in and that's how it knows like if you put the punch in the right number then you it, there's actually yeah. like an explosion and, it's good yeah it's such a good it, and it actually felt like it gave you that like you're in the submarine feel or whatever I like loved, the, yes. the layout of the board and oh, stuff. I, yeah. oh it was a classic seriously yeah. for me as a kid in the early 90s yeah. i love that game i also love this one street fighter 2 turbo yeah it's a popular game ever heard of it um, great game it's weird that they're advertising it because by 93 it's like it's like the craze is already like nearing its end like mortal Kombat's coming out and like it just had like mortal i just Monday mean it's like the happened. next phase of the fighting game craze yeah. not street fighter anymore but but turbo was a big seller i mean that oh, came yeah. out in the fall of 93 oh, 100%. i mean it was a big deal super turbo is the best edition but turbo Mm-mm. hyper fighting on um super nintendo was always my favorite my favorite too I, the yeah. best one contemporarily of that engine is definitely a hd remix well, yeah, that yeah, came yeah. out like ten years ago or whenever it came out, yeah, two thousand eight. There's also, have you ever seen the one that's like hyper, where it's like it lets yes. you pick the versions, uh-huh. but it's still the same sprites. Yeah, it's hyper, right? That one's good. Yeah, that one's pretty cool too. Yep, uh, and we also get a rare 
not motor oil, but transmission oil commercial. Oh, Slick 50. Slick eh? 50, that's right. I didn't right. know that was transmission, transmission oil. Transmission oil. I just figured because it's wrestling. I know. You know, I will say, props to them for sticking the motor oil in of you any kind. Because it's necessary on Automotive. a wrestling show from the mid-90s. It's like, a very big deal. Back to Larry and Gordon now. <laughs> Gordon's like, well, I'd like to reflect on what we've seen in the past hour. And this nothing episode. <laughs> yeah, what, what is it to reflect nothing, on? It's nothing. like Ice Train wrestled shitty. Rick Flair will be there. So Missy Hyatt was hot. Ha! Gordon brings up how Flair's willing to retire if he can't beat Vader. And Larry, his response to this <sighs> is to just bring up Bruno. You know, I've heard the exact same thing years ago, Gordon. Man named Bruno San Martino, my mentor. <laughs> Why? Stop! Bruno, Bruno, Bruno. Enough. Like, I... Oh, my God. Well, I fought Bruno San Martino. He, I retired, Bruno. He can't... That, that's not even true, because memory fights with the fucking kid or I know, whatever. I know, Baby San Martino. Just... Just... He can't go a, an appearance without bringing him up. It's all... It's Joe, absurd. It's all he has. I know. That in the in the dishes. And nepotism. And nepotism and no, nothing. God. Well, I was a champion once. Oh, AWA. Yeah. Great. Cool. They're in business. Yeah. To ringside now where Harley Race brings out his team of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff and Yoshi Kwan. <laughs> Proud WCW video game yes, music, by the way. I know. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like this, that, whatever that style is. I love that style. Oh, I love... Listen, I'm a big fan of their video gamey. Hell yeah, man! Games. I think this is the and it's just that fucking thing. Just keep repeating. You have like an audiographic memory of theme yeah. songs that I well, it's only that I with, can't compete with, especially with WCW because like their themes are very like the same shit over their again. budget. Like with like they, it has the one break where it's like like where it's like slightly different. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I know what you're saying. I. I don't know. I, there is something about their themes that I can never get out of They're my charming, head. charming, yeah. By the way, Quan is neither actually Japanese or named Yoshi. They're, it's Chris Champion, in case you were wondering. Chris Champion. Not Chris Canyon, but yeah, Chris we, Champion. I was just going to say, is it Chris Canyon? No, Chris is, Champion was one of the Firebreaker Chip and Chris Champion. Isn't that him? Or is that Todd Champion? You might be right. Um, all I know about this Yoshi Quan fella is I swear there's like makeup on his eyes to make him more yes, like that's what from it, Japan yes, or Quinn, something. Yes, it's so it's not good. It is so bad. It's it, not good. And it would never pass the smell Hell test nowadays. No. Like They'd be like, this is really offensive. No, he's not Japanese whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. It's Chris Champion. Yeah. Uh, their opponents are the Horsemen, Ion Anderson, and Paul Roma. Oh, God, this? Seriously, fuck Paul Roma. Like, what was this shit? Like, he doesn't even belong here. Like, uh, he, what is, the, like, why is this happening? Not only that. He's not a horseman in my eyes. The like, horse's ass. Yeah. <laughs> not only that, though, he has these weird long white tights on. Yeah, they're very off-putting. <laughs> I don't like it. And, like, I, Joe, I swear. Like, there's, like, a fucking gerbil's head or something yeah. on the side. Like, what is that? <laughs> is it supposed to be a horse? Because it doesn't look like it. It is. It's like a little, uh, it's a guinea pig or something. Yeah. Uh, Quan looks like Dave Navarro, by the way, with this makeup on. Just like Liu Kang. Maybe <laughs> the hype Sega since they're a sponsor. I don't know. From Jane Addiction and the Red Chili Peppers, David Navarro. We go to break before we even start the match because fuck you, that's why. Uh, we come back and Arn and Orndorff are in the ring. We got Arm Anderson versus uh, Paul Orndorff. Very interesting. The crowd chants Paula because I guess it's 1984. And Arn has recently turned 
35, How if you can that? believe that. Yeah, he looks like he's 47. I'm going to be 35 in August. Can you believe that? You don't look anything no! like No! <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't, like, again, I think this is, I seriously think that this is an advantage. Because, it does. Because now Iron's old, and, and he still looks like yeah, this today. Right. Like, he's in AEW. I saw a picture of yeah. him from AEW the other day, and I was like, oh, it looks like he's, like, still 45 <laughs> or whatever. Isn't amazing? It's, like, it's such, like, it's almost like one of those things, like, his body thought ahead. Like, it's like, <laughs> I, I figured it out how I'm not going to look old. I'll just look old initially. Yeah, from and then 25 onward. It's like when he's, like, 70, it looks like he's 45. And I was like, oh, you look pretty fucking good for 70, you know? Like, you know? That's a great point, Glenn. Yeah, I'm just uh, saying. <laughs> we get a lock of your arms back in the corner in order for some right, some lefts there. Nick Patrick is, again, the referee, and he gets all huffy with Orndorff. Corner whip is reversed, but Wonderful leaps out of the corner and continues to punch away. Corner whip is reversed again, but Orndorff gets caught in a very awkward exchange. An arm takes out the leg. Tag to Romeo Roma, who stomps away stupidly. <sighs> These pants. I can't get over the, <laughs> with the gerbil thing. They're I, bad. They're just so bad. It's like, you know, the color, it's like, He's got it's very Ricky the Dragon Steamboat esque also. Yes. And it just doesn't work. No, he's better Paul. in short trunks. I've just never seen Paul Roma wear white pants. And I never like want to white again. White tights or whatever it is. Poor. Yeah. Uh Larry sounds like shit and admits it, and Gordon's like, well, I wish you well with that. He sounds like <laughs> shit when he doesn't sound like shit. So like why it's just weird to hear him sa- say that, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, if you ever want to do the easiest Larry Zabisco impression. <laughs> that's all it is yeah uh gordon then <laughs> advises larry to stay away from hot pepper that was funny <laughs> uh, stay away from that uh exciting body scissors here by orndorf but roma calmly walks out of it and hey quinn i just realized pretty wonderful is facing each other here yeah it's paul versus paul there very, you go <laughs> very paul that's weird yeah isn't that weird yeah but uh, they wouldn't even be pretty wonderful till later no yeah late 94 i think yeah, something like okay. that Interesting. Uh, Inziguri by Orndorff, but an elbow misses. Gordon I gotta Roma- give credit for that Inziguri, by the way. It's very good. It was out of nowhere, and like it was unfair to me that there was zero fanfare for it. No I one even like, cared. I was just like, wow, Paul Roma just did, or Paul, Paul Orndorff. Orndorff just did a fucking Inziguri. I've never seen him do that Me before. neither. Like, as, I didn't even know that was like in his move list. In his repertoire. Yeah. That's true. He did a good job there. Uh, Gordon reminds us Starcade will be uh, in a month. Cool. Uh, Arn now comes in to work the good arm here as... We're told that Michael P.S. Hayes will be on the 900 line with Gordon God, at Starcade. that sounds like a fucking nightmare, man. That sounds like like early Doc Hendricks. Yeah, like, probably. Uh, We're getting close. Well, hell, you got a new beer with me, Gordon, at Starcade? Ah, like, fuck off. Like, yeah, seriously. Arm with some knees on the mat. Now, Wonderful is busted open at the lip, which is probably legit because no one cuts their lip on purpose. Mm-hmm. Roma tags in, puts on a wrist lock, and Larry's like, why is he doing that? Quan tags in, gets taken right down into an armbar here. Tag back to Iron Anderson, arm ringer, Quan with some chops, crowd. What is this Quan shit? Like, he who, sucks ass. But why is he with Paul Roma? I don't know. Or, or Paul Mr. Wonderful. And if you're going to make him a fake... So much Paul in this If you're going to make him a fake Japanese guy, put a mask on him. Yeah. Like I, Kato. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> make him, don't make it obvious that he's not Japanese. I know, I know. Maybe this is like they thought like, oh, we have the money for like stage makeup now and we can like pull it off. Stage makeup. What is this? Breakfast at Tiffany's? What is going on here? (laughs) I'm going to say I I was going to bring up the breakfast at Tiffany's thing, by the way. But like what we're here for, folks. I was just like, that's the one the vibe I got out of this was like they were like they saw breakfast at Tiffany's like, oh, we can do this. Turner owned it or something. Remember, because they colorized everything that movie was already, that was already in, color. in color yeah but they colorize like all these shirley temple movies and all this shit. <laughs> shirley temple i'm just saying like, we are really going back for this I'm just one saying, like, buddy epson while we're like, at it to be honest with you this era of tbs or tnt or whatever is very like look at all these classic movies we From bought and ruined all of them with the color <laughs> like it's like let's colorize it's a wonderful life why it's a colorful life yeah 
The crowd, by the way, who has been into almost everything, doesn't even care about this, which is yeah. very upsetting. Quam with a crappy kick and a body <laughs> slam, but a nice jumping leg drop. He misses some karate, though, when Arn clotheslines him out, makes a cold tag to Roma. Off the ropes, clothesline by Roma, Irish whip, and I'll give him credit, a nice power slam here by Romeo Roma, but Orndorff breaks the count, so Wonderful tries a pile driver on Roma. Orn clotheslines the shit out of him, which was nice. Quan and Roma are still legal, though, so we get a corner whip by Quan, but Roma ducks a karate kick, and Race, who was up on the apron trying to hold Roma, he gets nailed. That's a nice spot. Yeah. Roll up by Romeo gets the win. Nice little finish there. Match kind of was whatever. It was pretty uneventful. Yeah. Like, it's just nothing. Yeah. Later yeah. on, they'd be pretty wonderful. Yeah. Get it? Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, it was not much. Uh, we see a replay, and Larry says, oh, hit him in the Jay Leno again. Like, That's the last thing he says on this show. Good. Like, just, he's annoying at the last second. Like, <laughs> somehow. Bam! Right smack in the Jay Leno. Gordon Soley quickly signs the fuck off. All right, Go bye. Get, we're getting the fuck out of here. Go play golf. <laughs> Here's my final takeaway. Nothing on this was like actively bad, but it was just kind of bland. It was okay. Uh, Larry was terrible. All I have to say about this show is enough Larry Lubisco yeah. for life. Like, he is horrible. That's basically my thoughts. It was okay. It wasn't a bad snapshot into this period of time for WCW. Obviously, they're building Starcade. We know what happened there. Flair did win. We know that. Oh, he did Charlotte not retire. Or whatever yeah. that memory is. Ashley! Ashley! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, he, he acts like he's going to do something that it's like like going to permanently damage him or right. kill him or something. I mean, I, I appreciate the way they're selling Vader, Yeah, but Vader's been beaten already. Right. It's not like he's been... Whatever. Anyway, Flair won. It was fine. And 94 was a really good year for WCW. Right. Seriously. Yeah. 94 okay. is a really good year for them. And Flair would help kick that off. Yeah, but overall, a lot of Larry, man. Right too in much, the Jay too Leno. Much, too much Larry in the Leno. Uh, so, anyway, folks, so we're going to get out of here for this week, but we hope you enjoyed another week in the world of retro wrestling here on episode number 179. 179! And, of course, next week is going to be the finale, the final flush. We will be reviewing something a little wacky, and we'll have one more fresh perspective. In the meantime, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Please listen up here. Leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. We'd really appreciate that. And please consider checking out the Patreon if you want the pay-per-view reviews. WrestleMania 6 is coming out this month. Check it out. Check all the back archives out. It really is worth it. Again, until next time, I'm Joe Murata. That's Michael Quinn. And we are out of here. See ya. What on earth does WCW think it's doing? I was invited to Balmoral Castle in Scotland by the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II herself, for Christmas this year, to, to dine on fine goose and drink port, because being the only Englishman to attain the world's television title, not like that peasant Smith, I'm being honoured. But now, World Championship Wrestling officials have taken it upon themselves to say that I have to defend my title at Starcade. I don't even know who the opponent is. My whole Christmas is ruined. Absolutely ruined. Do they not? Obviously they don't. They're Americans. They don't know what a prestigious honor it is to be invited to Balmoral. I'm sat with the Queen Mother, Princess Margaret. It would be wonderful. Believe me, whoever it is that I have to defend my title against, you will face the wrath. Right! right. Mac, Mac in the, the Jay Leno! Jay Leno.